feels so nice every time we sit down and do this. It's like what I need. Wow, especially after eating. To be alive. Feeling nicer. Yeah. Sippy. Sometimes when I eat, I just want to just get her going. Three hours of three hours of just ridiculous chewing. Yeah, I'm just looking at this thing. Anyway, welcome to episode four. Right. Mm-hmm. Episode four, where we discuss amazing topics such as. Hold on. You don't have to wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> Cliffhanger. Uh, what are we talking about today? I think we uh, we're gonna start off on. We're gonna lead it with the holidays. What did you do for your holiday? Uh, I went to my dad's house. We're talking about Thanksgiving, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever holiday you celebrate during Indigenous this time. People Day. Uh, I went to my dad's house. Uh-huh. We were supposed to go to my sister's house in Buffalo. But Ooh. she was selfish and got COVID. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she wasn't selfish. You know, <laughs> this happened to my brother. Re- same, same thing. Same thing. Yeah, my family was supposed to go uh, travel to him. Uh, and a couple of days before, came down with the bit. Man. You know? I mean, lucky for him, he didn't have to entertain. Well, did she end up entertaining? No. No. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, she she got COVID, but she also didn't have to cook a fuck ton of food. Right. Silver lining. Right. If we're making jokes. I mean, is she alive? She's alive. Is she well? Yeah. I mean, she's not perfect. It's been, like, two days. Yeah, I know she – I know as of Thanksgiving Day, she was having a hard time just, like, having the energy to, like, sit up out of bed, mm. which that's – kind of what happened to some people with covid it's just right dude it just like takes your energy away was she taking anything for it to be honest i'm not really sure yeah. i know i know generally she eats pretty healthy um they do a lot of the organic stuff she's all her kids like they don't really eat candy and stuff like the whole family eats pretty well yeah so i would assume Part of that might be her taking vitamins and, and other stuff like that, but sure. I don't know if she was taking like horse trans or <laughs> what was that stuff, uh, ho- horse dewormer. <laughs> yeah. Well, <coughs> shout out Joe Rogan, smart guy. Yeah. Interesting. Now, was she vaccinated? No. No. Interesting. My brother was vaccinated. How did it affect him? This was his second time getting COVID. And uh, he said he had, like, a mild fever, like a 100, uh, 100 degree fever. Mm-hmm. And he had uh, – he was just tired, basically. Was it better the first time around or the second? He said it was a little bit more mild this time, although the first time around was also mild for him. You know. There's really no telling what, what the effects are going to be. It's weird because – uh, first off, it's it's weird that you – it's not weird that you can get it twice, but I guess it's just, like, less common. I hear that less less often, but mm. um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it was 
very interesting, you know, <clears throat> that he, he uh, was had gotten COVID already, was vaccinated, and then got COVID again. So, like, you know, they say, like, the antibodies from getting it are really robust. Mm-hmm. And then the jab on top of it, they're supposed to add another lit. I don't know. And then, like, the booster. What I found interesting, though, too, was he tested the rapid test, came back negative. A couple of days later, PCR test came back positive. And then he tested a couple of days after that, and both were positive. None of his family got sick. No. Isn't that weird? It is weird. Why do you think that is? Why do I think that? that they didn't get sick. I, I don't have the slightest clue, man. Because yeah. if, if I had the flu right now, mm-hmm. or I had a cold, or any of that, you would definitely get it. Not true. Are you sure? Yeah. I've been in this situation so <coughs> many times to know. So. Why? Why is it? <coughs> I don't know. You know, there's a. Um, first off, do we know that the way that germs spread is called germ theory? Okay, like you catch the. Fl- I give you the flu. Like I sneeze and. Right. The droplet comes in contact and you get the flu, right? That's mm-hmm. germ theory. Um, what I find interesting is it's still called germ theory. Hmm. It's not. It's not proven. Right. Um, there's also another theory called exosome theory. And so exosomes are basically what your body produces to get rid of viruses so basically think about them like like um <clears throat> let's just say you have toxicity built up from exposure to mold your body produces these exosomes that basically package up the toxin mm-hmm. and try to get it out of your body they kind of like eat it right they like consume it and then they, yeah they they go around it and they create this like impenetrable um you know it's kind of cool it is kind of cool i've seen it I've seen it under like a microscope. Have you? Yeah. So not personally, but like <laughs> in a video. <laughs> like where are you seeing it <laughs> in a microscope? Yeah, in my basement. At my house. Fucking electron microscope in my basement. Hobby. Um, <clears throat> so the exosome theory is basically that these things are packaged and sent out of your body, but when there's an accumulation of them and it you know needs to really expel, that's when you get sick. Like let's just say. Mold exposure happens in your lungs, so you mm-hmm. get all this toxin in your lungs, and your lungs need to expel these toxins. And so, um, in this theory, <coughs> viruses are actually produced by your body. I don't know if you know this. Viruses are produced by your body as a way to expel things. Mm-hmm. So, this is this is the exosome theory: is basically that these things get packaged up and sent out. If you get overwhelmed in your lungs. You get an upper respiratory infection or pneumonia or whatever it develops as. If, you, if it goes into your sinuses, obviously sinus infection. Uh, if it's in your blood, blood infection. If it's in your skin, skin infection. So you get the idea. Mm-hmm. And um, that's another theory. And um, it honestly fits more in line with how people get sick. So let's just say you had the flu. Mm-hmm. And you said, oh, because I'm next to you, you're going to get it. Because I'm breathing and coughing and whatever and sneezing and you're around. Right. 
our droplets going through the air. Droplets. What they tell us, right? Right. Exactly. And um, and so you would imagine that if any of that came into contact with me in germ theory, I I got it now. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna come down with it. But how is it that people like my brother or even myself in situations where my significant other has been sick and I've been intimate with them, right? Like, yeah, I, I didn't wake up sick. I didn't get sick for that whole, um, you know, weeks, months, or whatever the case may be. Why is that? And I think it has to do with um, how your body is efficient at getting rid of these things. So it could have entered your... It could have entered your system, but your body fought it off right. type deal. Right. But it's also the fact that that thing is not necessarily one particle or whatever is not necessarily coming into contact with you and, and you know, you're going to get sick. It's when there's an overload of that. So, like, you produce toxins when you're stressed. You produce toxins when you're exposed to um, p air pollutants when you're exposed to pollutants on your clothes or mm -hmm. um, what you put on your skin or what you're eating or whatever. And so when that gets to be too much for your body, you become sick. And that's when you don't feel well. Right. And it's kind of, um, you know, um, who, who is it? Uh, <coughs> I think his name was Edward Jenner, the uh, father of the modern inoculation. And then you had uh, Louis Pasteur, Antoine Bechamp that uh, fought against, uh, you know, against each other later. I think we spoke about this a little bit. Terrain theory versus uh, germ theory. Um, and terrain theory just being that, just like we said, if your body is well equipped to handle that, you won't get sick. You know? Makes but sense. But why we still, uh, I mean, I wonder why we... You know, we we still go by the germ theory. You know why why it's I don't know. It, it's mainstream. I think it's one of those things that we just accepted. You know, and then because it's accepted, nobody would add it again. Right. Like the protein myth. Like, oh, you need this amount of protein to stay alive. Like, you don't need nearly that much protein. <laughs> you know. But somebody um, in you know the early '60s or something like that. I think it was around that time. It was like, oh, this is an important building block for human protein. So we got to consume a lot of it. Right. All the protein. Right. But your body, That's truthfully, can only break down so much. Right. That, I mean. And then you just pee it out, basically. Yeah. I just remember in, like, high school taking uh, protein shakes because mm. it was, like, the thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I just remember my stomach always sucked. <laughs> like, I, I, I was – I just was you just like crop guts. dusting the entire school. What is that? It's a fucking rotten Taco Bell. <laughs> Seriously. It is me. And we're like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And uh, you can definitely tell it's not. Yeah, your body will tell you. Your body will tell you. I think, you know, that's what it comes down to is um, not being in tune with your body and knowing, like, if you're stressed. Right. right? Like, so a lot of times people push past that stress. And that's when they get sick, you know? You mean they try to fight it themselves? Like, think about it. Like, have you ever had something coming up that was, like, exciting but stressful? And then the minute it's over, you get sick? I know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, man, I have this presentation I got to do. Like, you know, either that or, like, the day of your presentation you get sick. Like, you fucking put it off for months and months. And then the, the morning you wake up and you're like, fuck. 
my nose was crappy. I have to face <laughs> the inevitable. <laughs> right. I, I think it has to do with like with that and just kind of not being able to um, to handle the stress, the load. You Psyching know? yourself out. So we we died with the uh, diverged a lot we from did. that topic, but um. Speaking of no, so, so holidays. Yeah, holidays. So One of the, two times ago, I think two two podcasts ago, uh, or it could have been the first time we talked about. Um, gosh, I think we talked about you getting kicked out of your aunt's <laughs> house, life. No. Both. Was it your aunt or your uncle or something like that? Or your cousin? Where you were talking something, talking about some sort of politic or something. And they were like, you're a conservative. You got to get the fuck out of here now. <laughs> you're not welcome. That's always, yeah, that's always something. Um, no, you were talking about how you wanted to do something different. Like, why Why is it like Thanksgiving? Like, why do we put ourselves through right through that? Well, first off, it's let's, all like let's talk stuff. about tradition, man. For, okay. Let's talk about this. Are there any traditions that you do or that you have rather for – thanksgiving for the last three years aside aside from this year before this year the previous three years yes okay we were going to my other sister's house okay but she moved to uh san diego a little far a little far to be having i mean it'd be nice it'd be really cool that would be an awesome tradition to go out there but it's just not because there was like 15 10 10 people or something like that. Right, that's a lot of travel. And that's a lot they, of travel. They should just come over here. Yeah, maybe next year. Yeah, but but that was the tradition from from that point on. Prior to that, um, not so much. It was always just we played it by ear. Okay. But why do you ask? You know, I just I like to know what everybody does. I feel like most of the people that I asked this year have some sort of similarity between it. Right. It's always mm-hmm. like. Well, <clears throat> I don't know how it evolved into this, but it's always like show up way too early for the food, right? Yeah. It's like two yeah. or three hours before the food's done. Because they want to eat around what time? Like like three, four? Yeah. Right? Real early, like pretty early. Right. Because you're not eating breakfast. Right. Like mo- I feel like most people don't eat breakfast. No, some the people that do are savages. Crazy. They're like steak and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> like – Where's that? Where's the turkey? I ate some for breakfast. Right. Sorry, it wasn't done. I thought it was a little raw. (laughs) Um. But um, yeah, I feel like everybody has like a similar like wait for the food. You know, the food comes, you eat, you kind of like laze around, you you figure out how you're gonna make your escape. Yeah. And then you know, sleep potentially (laughs) dessert or you know you you play the whole oh we got somewhere else to be. You know, and then you get the fuck out of there. Right. You know. And maybe you do have somewhere else to be. Timmy, I'm going to go get some milk. I'll be right back. Right. I promise. I'm not going. <laughs> Cigarettes I'll be and right milk, back. kid. We need it. Right. You can always tell <laughs> who's going to be the first to leave based on where they park. Is that what it is? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, if, you, if you're the first person there and you decide to pull in the driveway all the way up to the garage. No, nah, you're, you're. You're never leaving. <laughs> You're helping clean up. <laughs> You're probably going to sleep over, right. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. We've always gone to my aunt's house, and it's like they just take up the driveway, so we all park on the street. And it's just 
That's fucking terrible, man. What's the worst part about it? So, I don't know if it's, like, the worst part about it. Yeah, it is. It's just boring. It's just boring. <laughs> so, my aunt and uncle, I mean, I love them. But, uh, you know, I think two years ago was the first year that they had, like, a flat screen TV. Like, they had the one that, like, you turned on and it was like... And then right. it would come on, you know, like every like three up. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit, is this thing about to explode? Right. Everyone get down. Right. No, it's just turning on. It's just it, it always does that. Give it a half hour. Right. It's going to warm up. We haven't used this this last year around this time. <laughs> Be gentle. <laughs> and so, like, you know, you just think about that. Just think about that. Like, they're not replacing shit. Like, the house is the same way it's always been. Yeah same couches the same rug the same furniture the same and we do the same things every time like I, i'm the same way i get there i don't know why i would get, I would get there around like one or two and we eat at like four four thirty you know and i'm just sitting there yeah. and i'm like hey you guys need no sit down in the all right okay all right, all right. get out your way right you know but then I just like kind of sit awkwardly and like talk to my cousins like, hey, man, what's going on with you? What's up? What's new? You know what I'm saying? You dating somebody you know? We should hang out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what have you been up to? And it's usually like I'll talk to my couple of cousins that I get along with. You know, one showing me like his new uh, – he's like a speed uh, motorcycle racer. Like he'll, he'll ra- race motorcycles or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Fucking dangerous shit. Super dangerous. Does he do this professionally or just – he, I think he tried to qualify for some races. He's been he invested in this like whole airbag suit and all. Oh this yeah, crazy stuff. I commend um, him. And he's showing me pictures of him on video of him going 200 miles an hour. So I'm like, yo, you're nuts. So we chit chat. You know, I talk to my other cousin about how annoying my other cousins are and shit. And then this is no, this is the worst part. I'm sorry. Let me let me get to this part. There is a fucking gaggle of children yelling and being obnoxious Mm -hmm. while their parents are watching them do this. And if any of these were my children, Mm -hmm. they would not. I'll just put it like that. (laughs) Be like, hey, Kevin, do that. Yeah, yeah, shut the fuck up. Right. Nobody wants to hear that. Chill out, man. But it's like, they're like running off of like the couches and like throwing shit and like, it's like chaos. It's like gladiator. Is it like a dis? Is it like um, because I feel like, I feel like I could understand like as a young kid just being rambunctious. But is it like a, like a disrespectful rambunctious? Like, hey, you are not. You're at somebody else's house and you are like, throwing pillows across the room and like, it. You know, it can get there where they're like feet on the couch and stuff like that and right. like all this, you know, questionable stuff. Usually it's just them being loud and obnoxious and running back and forth and, and just making too much noise and, mm-hmm. and doing too much. Like, when I was growing up, there was a designated area for us. Like the play. kids' area? Right. Just like the kids' table? Right. And so we went in the back room. We didn't bother anybody. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to yell or be crazy either. Like, I don't know. What's wrong with kids? Um, but that's it. Then we eat. Usually somebody's watching some sort of football. Mm-hmm. People fall asleep on the couch. We eat. Maybe take a little nap. Watch a little TV. 
and then that's it. We bounce. You know, I usually get out of there before they do the dessert because I just try to make my escape. You know, right. like oh, I'm feeling tired. I'm gonna go lay down. <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, rethink be, my whole life. But you know what? All right, so let's compare it, right? Mm-hmm. So this year and the year before, I spent it with Alfred, and last year and this year, completely different, right? So of course we cook, all right? We all cook. Put on some music. We were dancing. We were like, you know, singing. We were like, you know, performing. Mm-hmm. We were telling stories. We were talking about business plans. We were, you know, all this while we're just enjoying each other's company. So it's a lot different than, hey man, cool. I, I like your 200 uh, mile per hour video. That's right. great. It's like, cool. Let's talk about what we're going to do together, what we're going to uh, put forth into this you know as our products or or our services right what's next right you know and then um you know we just act the fool man yeah yeah we had so this year was was fun absolutely how did you how did your family uh feel about you not being there um honestly they probably didn't miss me like my mom probably missed me and was like oh we'd like to see I don't know. I think they. I think they're like, we're slowly dwindling down the numbers over there because everybody's starting to do their own things and break off from tradition, which is great. I think, um, which was kind of what we were talking about last time, Mm -hmm. like breaking from tradition. Yeah. Yeah. You were telling me about that trip that you take every year, or you were used to take every year to the Pocono Mountains. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and just after. After 20 years, my family was just like, aside from my grandpa, I think my grandpa is just, right. he's that age where um, consistency kind of equates to like reliability or, or just, you know, you know, it's going to be there or something. Mm. Um, but everybody else is kind of like over it. You know, we could do something else. We yeah. do something different. It doesn't have to be what we've been doing for the last 20 years. Now, what do you about do for Christmas? Um, so usually I'm trying to think here. Usually we celebrate it like just her and I the night, like the night before or like the morning of. So Okay. And then we'll either go to, I think we, we usually switch back and forth. We'll usually go to my mom's for like the early Christmas. Um, I'm trying to think. We'll go to, like, my mom's or my dad's for, like, Christmas Day. Okay. And then I think the, n- the following day we'll do one of the others. Or it's, like cr- – I can't remember. It's, like, Christmas Eve at my, at, my, at my dad's and then, like, Christmas Day at my mom's. Right. Or vice versa. Okay. But either way, Val and I usually celebrate before we do any of that together, and then we'll do that stuff. Okay. Is but. there any tradition involved in that, or, like, what's that look like for you guys? Not really. Like, it's – it changes every year. Every year kind of seems like, all right, what are we doing this year type thing. Okay. So there's no no tradition. What about like tree? Is a tree a tradition? Real yeah. tree, fake tree? Uh, fake tree. Okay. Which I'm impartial to. I think when we have kids, I'd like to do the real tree, go chop it down, Okay. that type of stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. And they, do you do like um, stockings and stocking stuffers and stuff like that? Yeah. 
Okay. We do. Yeah. Sorry. I'm like, I'm a typical guy. I'm like, yeah. Well, we <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do. We do stockings. Um, stockings, tree. Uh, the one thing we haven't done, which I, I think I would kind of like to get a part, get in on is like the Christmas photos. Like, like I, I like that people send like Christmas cards. I love that, that sentiment, but I don't do it myself. So what are you going to do? Are you going to do like, the, like some really wholesome, presentable Christmas card? Or are you going to do something funny? It's going to, it, it would have to be funny and it would naturally be funny because it wouldn't just be Val and I'd be like Val myself our three dogs and like our ferret and then we also have a bearded dragon so the bearded dragon would probably be like chilling on one of our shoulders <laughs> like it'd be we would make it a whole thing yeah so you should dress them up in little sweaters and stuff. oh my god you can get like a little santa hat for the the lizard and they don't like they don't care that it's on them no they just leave it Whereas dogs, like, if you put, like, boots on a dog, they, like, walk funny like they're stepping in glue. It's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, man. But what about you guys for, for Christmas? Um, last year, we just did a little Christmas, um, just the three of us. And um, it was nice. It was just super low-key. Mm-hmm. Um, we exchanged gifts. I got Solomon uh, a Spider-Man costume and, like, the, the Silly String Web Blaster. So he went around shooting everything in the house for like uh, five I would seconds too. because he just drained the whole can yeah he's like Psss. i was like dude save some he's like up oh, it's done great nice fun's over yep gotta get backup cans yeah actually drew like a venom on the cardboard mm-hmm. and let him do his thing which that is, is so cool um this year we'll probably do much of the same um, I'm debating whether or not I want to go. Like, dude, the travel during the holidays, that's kind of why I didn't go, you know, because I don't want to drive down and back, um, put uh, miles on my lease right now. I think I'm going to turn that in pretty soon. Um, They'd probably love it if you did. They probably would. <laughs> I don't think it's too much. I think it's like 15 cents a mile or something like that, which, I mean, it could add up. Well, I mean, but, like, um, they need cars right now. Oh, yeah. They've, like, been, they've been sending me messages like, turn in early, turn in early. Turn it in um, early. We'll give you, right, you know, thousand off your other your next one. Yeah. But like, what would you get? You're like, hey, here's my car. Give me another one. Where's the other car? Right. There's no cars. Right. So, I think I'll probably do that in the uh, summertime, or springtime. But um, you know, the al- the alternative would be uh, flying, which I'm not flying right now, and uh, the bus. Which I've taken the bus. Mega bus? Quite a few times. It's Greyhound actually up here. <clears throat> and they got Mega bus here too. Nah. Yeah, they do. Where? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think. So. I swear, I know they do because I took it from Atlanta to Buffalo. Yeah, to Buffalo, but then you'd have to get Buffalo to here. Maybe they don't. They don't come to Rochester. There's two bus lines that come to Rochester. But Greyhound, have you ever been to the Greyhound station downtown? <laughs> have I? <laughs> yes. It's fucking sketch, man. Yeah, it's it's really sketchy. The last time I was there, there was a woman that got off the bus with a, with two babies, one in the on the front, one in the carrier, 
she walked off. She she took some sort of weed out of her titty, lit up, was entertaining some other random dude that was there. And he was asking her inappropriate questions. And I was just like, yo. This whole, like this whole. I'm about to get on a bus. Thing right here. And then, thank God it wasn't my bus. But, dude, there was a fight on my bus one time. It was a man and a woman. Throwing throwing hands? <laughs> this, this, man, this man came on the bus at one of the stops. And apparently, it was the woman's seat. But, like, she had gotten off to, like, I don't fucking know. And when she got back on, she was like, oh, that's my seat. They had words, and the dude punched her in the face. Oh, my God. And then, like, people had to get in. I'm just like. It was a whole. This was the same trip, by the way. It's just one there and one back. Oh, my God. So, yeah, needless to say, I was thinking about that during uh, my contemplation of whether or not I want to go home. Might have played a factor, you know? You're like, I don't want. Because that stuff can put a damper on your – I mean, that, that stuff could change my whole, like – Yeah. Aura. <laughs> For, like, that, that whole – that's, like, what's going to be on my mind. It's going to be uh, stressful. But I, I was pleased to know that uh, from, from riding on one of the bus, you know, the mega bus. Yeah. Sometimes when, like, homeless people or, like, when people ask you for money and say, I just need to catch a bus, they're actually not lying. Okay. <laughs> because there are homeless pe- there are people that are definitely homeless that are just traveling to a different city. Yeah. Because it's I mean at the time round trip from Atlanta to Buffalo from Buffalo to I I swear to you I I came into Buffalo um but I swear to you I caught the mega bus out of here. Neither here nor there. But it was um 80 bucks round trip. Super cheap. Like if you if you uh, if you beg for money for a week, you can get that or more. Yeah, for a day, yeah, for sure. For a day, right? So, it's very, it's very cheap. Yeah, man. Holiday season is um, it's a very interesting time of year. You know. Why do we hate it so much? You know, I was driving the other day. It was like the day before Thanksgiving. I just realized how shitty people are during the holidays. It's like the time of year where you're supposed to be nice. And people are the most shitty. Like, yeah, they're like, no, I'm, I'm turning first. No, nah, fuck that. That's my spot. No, that's my cabbage. No, like they're just like in there. You're just like, well, I'll get the next one. Relax. But um, people are so shitty. Yeah, because like every everybody else is just uh, everybody else is just like in your way to like trying to. You know, if you're, for instance, if you're at the grocery store, I don't know why, but the grocery store nowadays gives me a little bit of anxiety because, like, I, I like, I don't want to be in people's way, but I, people are also in my way, and I'm just like, oh my god, it's just so big. No matter what Wegmans yeah. you go to at any given time, it's it's gonna be busy. So, for one, I'm gonna say shout out Wegs, Danny Wegman. Shout out, you've done a real. Real great job building that empire. Thank you for being open at 6 a.m. Because that's the time to shop. FYI. That it, um, yeah. But yeah, you know what? 
to solve that problem for you, just show up high. Because then you don't care. And you yeah. you kind of you, you kind of lose all that spatial awareness, so you don't give a fuck. You just care about You're your standing in front of bubble. the cheese for like 15 minutes looking trying to read one word. <laughs> Why are there so many cheeses? Like, fucking is this ch- chidar? What is that? Right. Can't read this. How much for that big one? Can you buy that whole thing? I think you can. Like underneath they have that huge block that like Yeah. I think I feel like that's the prize you win when you fucking like get the random lotto cheese. They're like the sirens go off. They're like, You won the big block and like shit, what I don't I? know what I'm gonna how do I shred this? Right. I have to break it down. <laughs> Buy a wood chipper. <laughs> Fuck man. Um But yeah, man. It, do, have you ever gone out on Black Friday? Um, it's been a while, but yes, I have. What was that like? Um It it was definitely it was definitely pretty crazy. Um, the last time that I remember going, um, gosh, it was like I, w- I feel like the last time I remember going was I was living at home, mm. and um, I I don't there was nothing going on at like my house, so I was like ah, I'm just gonna go out. I think I had the day off or something, so I was like I'm just gonna go out and uh, buy some shit for myself, because that's what I did when I was younger. I was yeah. just I wasn't buying for anybody else. It was just like I'm gonna go get myself some. Did you have any uh, regrets after doing that? After going? Yeah. Not really, because I I think – so this particular time that I went, I think I went to, like, a Best Buy, and I think I ended up buying, like, a laptop. So I had my mind set on what I was getting Okay. um, as opposed to – I think some people just go, Mm. and they're like, I don't know what I want, but I'm going to go and see what the deals are. And I think that can be a deciding factor. Mm. Yeah. I think if I were to go this year, which I didn't, mm. I think I would have probably bought some like oil or grease for this chair. Yeah, that's all you too. Maybe we should get some stronger screws too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're falling apart. We're four episodes in and our shit's falling apart. Next time we're just going to be laying on the floor. <laughs> the chairs broke down. They disintegrated. The The camera screen has like a like a crack across it. This year was the first year that I actually left my place of residence during Black Friday. Oh, no. Um, and we went to two places. Um, for one, we woke up and we took edibles. Okay. So we were smacked for the whole day. Was it just you two? It was just, yeah. So All by right. the time you, I'm, I'm assuming by the time you got to where you were going, you were smacked. So basically, yeah. So the whole reason we left was to to get cookies. We were on a trip. We were like Harold and fucking Kumar, on a trip to get cookies. <laughs> Have you ever been to that new spot that opened up Crumble Cookies? No. Where the fuck's that? It's in Henrietta. It's um right next to the uh, Chick Fil A in Jefferson. Oh. You know, there's really only one Chick Fil A in Jefferson. Three now. Really? There's one in Arundaquite. Okay. Right by my house. Okay. I don't want the paparazzi. Damn it. I just don't want all the paparazzi to be outside my house. All right. <laughs> but uh, but so anyway, so Crumble. Crumble, uh, which have delicious cookies, by the way. And I'm pretty sure because it's strictly butter and sugar. I, I don't know if there's anything else in it. but um. So they don't push the whole, like, vegan No, they're just – they, like they want you to be deathly obese. 
Um, Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> which is why we went there. You know, we were like right. on our way. Um, so we went, and this is how high we were, right? <laughs> so she's like, oh, I want to get a coffee. We're on the line, Star- uh, Starbucks drive-thru. Get the coffee. I placed the mobile app order for Crumble because I got the app. Because why not? Right. Sometimes you get deals if you place right through the but you know. That's the only phone. way you can order online is you get the app. So I found it uh, a little bit more convenient. Whatever. We're on the line. We order the takeout. We get our uh, our cookies, and we head right over there. It's right across the street. We get there. We walk in. I'm like, hey so confident i'm like picking up an order for kevin <laughs> and she's like did you tap i'm here on the app it's like that's how they let you know you let them know that you're there and you're ready to pick up right. i was like oh let me do that Boop. and it was like you're a little early and i was like it's saying early <laughs> and then she goes oh yeah you're a little early it was 11:39, and our cookies were going to be ready at 11:55. Wow. And I was like, I ordered these. And she was like, we just fucking ordered these. I was like, we just ordered these. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. So we were standing there. Like, you ever stand someplace? It's almost like when, you, when you're when at a green light and you're just, like, zoned out. And then it turns yellow and right again. And you're just like, oh, shit. Hmm. I just. You look in your rear view. You're like, oh, thank supposed, God. No is there. Supposed to have been <laughs> going. Um, it was kind of like that. We were waiting around. early dude i was like all right great so we went to uh at home and we spent the next like hour and a half there you forgot did you forget about the no cookies? we didn't we just we were taking our sweet time you didn't care we didn't care um but she got some some nice stuff over there some christmas decorations uh and it was not packed at all but then we went back to crumble got our cookies went home uh, and I think that was – I think pretty much my entire diet for that day was uh, brownie for breakfast. Right. Edibles. Um, cookie. Coffee. Coffee. Well, I had a uh, matcha. Okay. And then eggs for dinner. That's a good way to finish it off. It was a really, like, you know – unorthodox day like this is a weird it's a weird it day like for food benjamin button which is yeah you know kind of backwards um but yeah you got to try that crumble spot that shit is good man damn what are they um so i so the only th- the only question i have is so you can order through the app but so let's say i order let's just say they're open right now which right. they probably are it's only 645 mm-hmm. Um, I order right now, and I get there. Are they not going to make them until I get there? Is that the deal? No, they'll make it, but you can't pick it up until the time they say. I think what they do is they give themselves a window to make it. Okay. And then by the time that window is open. But they could probably, like, give it to you in beforehand, you know? Right. I just I'm, – I'm trying to get a feel for, like, if they're, like – they have, like, a certain, like, business model that they're just not going to break, you know? I don't know. <laughs> Are they're you like, thinking, <laughs> you're like thinking about it, the cookie business now. You're like, they're like, we can't, we, sir, 
We are not going to give you these. Co- these cookies are not going to sit around waiting. Wait for you. I, I was imagining that you guys were at, at, at home. And they're just the like. The store. You get, th- you get there to pick them up. They're like, we tossed them. Yep. They're shit. Yep. They're shit cookies. And they're like, after 15 minutes, mo- they harden. And they're, they're done. <laughs> They're done, okay. We're not going to serve these fucking cookies. Which I'll say, we had them uh, the next day. Like, because we only had, like, a couple bites. But, like, we had them the next day. Mm-hmm. Just as soft. Just as good. They expensive? Kind of. Like, they charge per cookie? So, they, they I think they, the smallest you can get is a two-pack. Because they charge in packs. And the cookies are about yay, yay big. And, uh... The four pack I think is about sixteen bucks. Yeah. Wow. So they're expensive. That's expensive. It's like the um the little Melissa's or Melissa's bakery or what the good little cupcakes they were having. I know I know I know what you're talking about. They're just I don't know, it's like um you just make you, you, you take one product, you do it really fucking well and you just charge an exorbitant yeah. How do you say the word? Exorbitant. Exorbitant amount of money for them. Right. My mom. My mom. Okay. So this, <laughs> I have to say this. This might sound weird, but. So, this is I guess unorthodox for a lot of people, but for Thanksgiving. Okay. So I told you went to my dad's, right? Right. I didn't tell you the whole story. I'm ready for it. But my dad, my dad's house. My dad, my stepmom. Okay. My mom. Okay. My my my, my mom, her boyfriend. Uh, and then my brother and and then uh, my mom's boyfriend's daughter. Okay. We all Thanksgiving together. Was it awkward? No. Well, they all they get along. Yeah, my my uh, my my parents, since they split up when I was like six, they've they were they did really good with the co-parenting, mm-hmm. and yeah, they they always it, it's always been that way, mm-hmm. uh, which when I think about it. It doesn't – it's not lost on me that that is probably really peculiar to, like, have that. I guess. I, I think it's peculiar if <coughs> they don't get along, right? Like, if they're just like – Like, why would there still be bad blood? You guys got divorced. Why would there still be – Right. Like, w- or between their significant others. I think – I think, and in no disrespect towards my stepmom, but I think my stepmom, in the back of her mind, I think she thinks a little bit too much about it. Mm. Like my mom is far removed and like moved on. Like my mom had, my mom was married after my dad for like twenty something years, and got rid of that asshole. Another story, and <laughs> moved on, got her own house, got this boyfriend. So like, there's there's just no chance of my parents getting. This is right, not going right. to happen. Um, but for some reason, my step my stepmom, like years ago, there was like a family feud at my sister's wedding, where alcohol was involved, which is why I don't, which is why for my wedding I didn't drink. I don't want freaking drama, but there was like a a thing that happened where my aunt had said something, mm. um, that my stepmom overheard, and it was something to the tune of like, oh, we miss you and Terry being back together, something like that. You know, I miss you and the kids being, you know, that type of thing. Right, right. And so since then, I think my stepmom has just felt a certain way about it. But I digress. Things have gotten better since then. And, okay. You know, 
They can now be in the same room and there's no problems. That's good. So my mom doesn't give a shit. My mom, yeah, you know. But I don't know where that story ended up telling off. What were you talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. How uh, how strange that was. Oh, but so the reason I went into that huge story is so my mom brought these cookies, these sugar cookies from Wegmans, mm-hmm. and I think maybe there was six to eight sugar cookies that came in this pack. And don't get me wrong, like they were really well decorated. You know, this wasn't your, this wasn't like, you know, the grandkids coming over and making sugar cookies. This is like, you know, grandma takes this very seriously type sugar cookies. Right, okay. Well, it was like eight sugar cookies and it was 16 bucks. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's a lot for sugar cookies. Yeah. Um, Especially they're so cheap to make. They are. They are. Like, but Wegmans is like, sorry. <laughs> well, think about crumble, man. I mean, they're like little pies, you know, like they're dense. Like you're going to eat one of those and be like, ooh, that's enough for me. Yeah. Um, Have you been to Boxcart Donut? No. I've heard about it. I think uh, on a a day that you are willing to sacrifice your diet, Mm -hmm. I think we should go. I'm down. Have you – do you know about them? I've seen some of the flavors that they offer, but not very many. They're – I think I saw them on Insta or something like that. Yeah. It's probably like, I don't know. It's going to come up now. Again, we said it. Boxcar Donuts. Oh, look. Look at that. 50% off. <laughs> but I would presume that they're probably the same same deal. You're like, oh, my God, it's a donut. How much can a donut be? Mm. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. How much for a four? Right. $30? Right. For four donuts? Yeah. It's like a little work of art, though. But it's cheaper to go to Penske's. Right. And they give you free pizza. And free pizza. <laughs> so basically $10 a month at Planet Fitness, and you're getting that back in free pizza one night. Yeah. But I can appreciate – I can appreciate, um, you know, in all seriousness, I can appreciate that. It's an art, mm. you know. If I want a cheap donut, I'll go to I'll go to Dunkin' Donuts. Right. If I want a, a luxurious donut that is – that you just don't get anywhere else, you're going right. to pay for it. Right. It's that indulgence, you know, when you when you want it. Yeah. You know. I'm all I'm all for it. I'm all for it. What um so I think I think in a way we, we should maybe put a bow on this holiday thing. Okay. Let's um do it. not that I'm don't want to talk about it. I just where do we go from here? I mean Do we create our own traditions? We're gonna complain about the what other ones. what would be one tradition that you created? For Christmas. For Christmas? If you had your way, like Val had no say, just you. Every, everything's on you. So if I was in a controlling relationship. <laughs> um, is this like now or like when we have kids? It could be whenever. Like you just have in your universe the ability to choose. Per- okay, perfect Christmas. Can yeah. I control the weather too? Sure. Okay. Uh, I'm talking about tradition, not really like. That's true. You know, <laughs> I just <laughs> traditionally it's gonna be uh, <clears throat> 70 degrees. Like, yeah, I guess you can't really change that. Um, I would like to be that. I would like to be that that couple and that that person that that if if, if not for any other holiday but for Christmas, decorate the house. Hmm. Do the lights up. Make make the house look look you know nice with with the lights and everything. Outside or inside? Uh, or outside. Okay. Um. 
but inside too, like little accents inside with the, um, you know, the tinsel on the on the windowsill and some lights and and the you know the tree. We have the perfect um, we have the perfect porch where we've been putting the Christmas tree, and it's great because when we pull in the driveway at night, yeah, and it's lit up, it's just it's great. Okay. Um, part of the tradition is I think I would want to get back to going and chopping down trees. Okay. I enjoy it. Okay. I did it when I was a kid. Okay. Um, I guess as far as decorations, that would be that would be what I would like. Um, and then the whole like waking up early Christmas morning, having our coffee, a nice breakfast, mm-hmm. the wonderful Christmas music, and opening presents. Mm. It sounds. I think it sounds very. I think it's very straightforward i guess mm. what i would want yeah that sounds picturesque and then the snow coming down yeah that's that is kind of <laughs> picturesque storybook yeah you know what about uh what about you oh man i think if i can have a traditional day my way hmm definitely hot chocolate is going to be a big part of that I would say one of the um, the rules is pajamas all day. We talking about a one piece? No, I you know I'm more of like a robe guy. Okay. Like a nice plush robe. Yeah, they do get fucking hot. You know. Yeah, and she likes to keep the house hot, but you know, <laughs> you can take it off. <laughs> um, you know, some nice like fuzzy plaid pants you know whatever whatever floats your boat mm-hmm. um oh okay so what's that there's a fire truck outside perhaps um <coughs> i can only assume it's for uh yo that that looks like the local guy no i see people on that Anyway, um, is it, is it is it a fire truck? It looks like a bus. I don't know. Maybe we should check. I mean, it's red. I've never seen a bus with lights like that. Um, I think it is a fire truck. It's never a dull. M- I mean, it's is there a fi- Is there a fire? It's because the podcast is so hot. That Is guy that had an that guy had an axe in his hand. The firefighter had an axe in his hand. Uh, I guess we'll have to update you guys. <laughs> like, is there a? F- <laughs> Next <sighs> clip is just us running out. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so yeah, it would it? Uh, let's go back to uh, the tradition. This, um, hot cocoa pajamas, um. No Christmas music allowed. No Christmas music? Nah, like, unless it's very specific. Like, I don't, the cliche stuff I've heard a million times, I'm good. I'm good on it. I am okay. Um, what about a Christmas movie? I Yeah, I think that would be good. Like a traditional Christmas, or, or like, traditional m- Christmas movies just playing consecutively. Yeah, like, yeah, a movie marathon would be great. Oh. A nice, a nice like pancake breakfast. Like you know, it's got to be like that, like warm, 
chocolate chip pancakes or something like that. Like a really nice I'm getting real hungry right now. (sighs) Sorry. Do you like peanut butter in your pancakes? I like peanut butter pretty much on anything. What about olives and mushrooms? (sighs) Neither. Yeah. I could do mushrooms in a powder form. Like a lion's mane (laughs) or something? Gucci Mang mushrooms. Gucci, like Gucci Mang. <laughs> Lion's Mang, Gucci Mang. Um, yeah, yeah not, not a fan of that. Not a fan of that. But I, yeah, I think that would be it. And like watching like Home Alone and like Elf and shit like that. That's, that's cool. I would do that. And then, I mean, ideally, if we're controlling the weather, yeah, it would snow that entire Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and then the day after Christmas would be back to normal sun 80 degrees right that's lovely palm trees that was nice while it lasted <laughs> um because i don't like the the cold it's not for me i think i just tell tell myself that it's uh for me when i woke up today um when i woke up today and went to boxing it was like a, like a slow you it know was, it was beautiful fall it was beautiful yeah. i was just like Man, I really do like this. It's yeah. calm because it was calm. It wasn't like, you know, dri- when you're driving down like 390 or 490 and it's just a whiteout. It's just a yeah. I hate it. Scares the crap out of me because I believe in my driving skills, but right. God forbid someone behind me does not right see that I'm slowing down and they run into me. I I just don't want that to happen. Oh uh, yeah, it's just a whole hassle. Super dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. But man. But yeah, so let's let's wrap it right there with the that'd be the tradition. I, it sounds like a very similar day, honestly, because nobody wants to do shit on Christmas. We just want to open gifts. Like, oh, another thing would be, it would be awesome to like not have to clean up all the bullshit after. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if the, so. <laughs> yeah. When I was growing up, or like you know when I would be around my family for the holidays. Um, yo, the mess made the amount of wrapping paper and cardboard and plastic and all mm. that sh- just got to be really, uh, like, a lot, you know? And uh, that's, like, always the last thing you do. Where you're yeah. Like, now I got to clean all this shit up. Um, I'm going to turn that heat off. And, yeah, I don't think we'll, we'll get it. So, yeah, let's wrap that up. What, what's next? Let's go on to our next topic because that was a decent amount of time. That was a great topic. We have um, – so maybe let's talk about – oh, i got to respond to this. You guys got to get out of there. One more, mi- one more topic. We have an hour left. Gosh, you guys are so selfish with your axes and stuff. I know we were going to talk about aliens. Or not. What do you think about aliens? Um, I believe in them by default. What does that mean? It means I believe in them because there's nothing that... There's nothing, there's no, 
there's no evidence to me that they do not exist. So I, I ultimately believe Wouldn't that... Wouldn't be lack of evidence? Yeah, there's a lack of evidence that they... There's, you mean there's no lack I'm of trying evidence? To, I'm trying to say this so that I don't sound dumb. There's, there's nothing out there that, sa that proves to me that they don't exist. What would it... Okay, we're going to get into another topic off, off of this. But what convinces you that aliens exist? Do you believe in UFOs? Have you ever seen a UFO or anything crazy like that? I haven't. I haven't. Um, I can tell you what makes me a very small percentage um, skeptical is, you know, why is, why is every video, it seems, that, that, that I've seen anyways, of UFOs or, or, or spacecrafts li like that, why is it always grainy? It's grainy as fuck. And, like, the ones that, the ones that were released – the ones that were released over the last year and a half, I think, two years. Yeah. Um, grainy as fuck. What, what is happening to these videos? Because I've seen, um, I've seen footage of pilots flying. And it looks pretty good. It's amazing. It's it's incredible. I mean, even a even a GoPro. Uh, right. Even a, your iPhone. In the cockpit would be better than the grainy ass yeah. video. So what kind of compression? Maybe the videos are from on? when technology was not great, and they're just releasing the old shit. I mean that's that's a good point. But didn't they just didn't they just get new footage like these uh these uh these what am I trying to say these aircrafts these uh um fighter jets mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. uh they they saw something drop like a significant amount of right. uh you know altitude altitude super fast and then shot up right you know and and they caught it on on camera um and this was over the last couple of years and it's like super grainy footage and it's like oh you can i feel like it's so easy to edit and like in super grainy footage like that, um, it's super easy to like put things in there because you're like, oh, it kind of looks like that. Your mind is just making it up. Is it easy or is it harder? Um, I think it's totally harder. I'm, I'm sorry. I think it's totally easier to to like manipulate it. Hmm. Or. You know when I, you know when I, I go to describe, <laughs> describe things, <laughs> and make references. Um, I feel like it would be easier though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be. I mean, depending on if it's actually, like, from a decent camera. Because I think if it's like, all right, did you ever try to like edit something in in like a like a Photoshop or something, and you go in and it's pixelated and you have to like change all the pixels? Like, I feel like if it's grainy like that, it's harder to make something appear real in the photo in the in the footage because it would ha you'd have to go through so much more to input it in there as far as the resolution i think um we need an expert we need chime in i think what i'm saying is like if you if you look at a picture 
that's super grainy and someone's like um you know oh this this is in the picture and if it's a super grainy photo and something that's just like not clear they're like oh no it's over here your brain is going to start trying to make it appear there i understand what you mean and that's kind of what i feel what what could uh, be happening with with um with that footage because you just see like a little dot like moving around and i'm like okay you know it was obviously being held onto certain footage was being held onto by the government for the longest time and they're releasing it so just that alone is kind of like okay well this must be legit but i've seen a ufo you have i have where i was uh in my house on long island and i had gotten up probably to go to the bathroom or something and we had this window out the back and I walked by and just this little light caught my eye because it looked like it was moving, but it looked like it was moving like back and forth. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was I put it next to like um, I gave it like a reference point, which was like Something telephone was wire and like <coughs> a branch. And I just stood there and I watched it and I was watching it. It went back, forth, back. And then all of a sudden it went and it was gone. Just before drones? Um, no, I would say this was probably like 2017 ish. Um, it was like early on with drones. Certainly possible. I don't think drones have that kind of altitude, though. I think you get like uh, a certain amount of uh, space before it comes back. Well, at least back then. At least, right. at, the, at least, definitely around that point. Because the technology, right? Um, but it also went up so high that it disappeared. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm convinced it was a UFO. I've spoken to several people that have. I've spoken to somebody that has seen an alien before. It's weird. What was their experience like? They were in bed, and they said they felt like a presence. And. They're, they were kind of like their eyes closed but like awake, you mm-hmm. know, in the morning. And they felt that presence. And when they opened their eyes, they saw a being standing in their room with like, I guess, like a like a gray alien or something like that. Like what we would – what what a TV portrays as alien? Um, well – Big head, small body. Yeah, type of like like a slender body. He said, uh, bigger head, bigger eyes, type of thing. Um, and that he went to go slowly grab his phone to try to record it. And when he looked down to get the phone and look back up, it was gone. And he couldn't. And it was weird the way that uh, I found out about it because I used to work at this gym, and he was one of the trainers there. And. I saw him like really intensely looking at something on his phone, like mm-hmm. he was focused. And I'm a jokester. I was fucking with him. I was like, "Oh, what you looking at? Some UFO shit, you know?" And he was like, <laughs> "Totally fucking around." He was like, "Yeah, bro. Yo, you you believe in aliens?" And he got so serious on me. And like this is this is a dude I was. We would joke it back and forth, but I'm like we didn't we never had these kind of interactions. Right. And he was just like, "You believe in aliens?" And I was like, "Oh shit, uh, I do." And he was like, "Bro." seen an alien one time you know he proceeds to tell me the story and it was almost like one of those moments where he's like he grabbed my arm he's like you believe me don't you 
you know, and I was just like, oh, shit, I do, uh, you know, crazy, right? Right. And he was just like, but he was dead serious. And like, I didn't know him to be that type of person that would like be like crazy or like any anything out of the ordinary. Right. And so he was like, dude, I, I, I saw one before. I was like, damn, bro, that's deep. You know, he told me the story. I was like, wow, that's that's fucking crazy. Um, but this I wanted to segue into another uh, topic, too, is uh, goats. Yeah. You know, same. Haven't seen them. Um, I guess I've had experience some experiences. But I almost believe in them by default. Same thing. Yeah, like it's like too much evidence proven that they're they're there. Yeah, yeah, and it's like why not? Like if I deny it, I don't know, people give me this. People give me this. Uh, the same spiel about like religion. They're like, mm. they're like if you're right, or if you're so if you believe in religion, if you if you're right, then you're right. But if you're wrong, then there's you don't lose anything. Basically, is what they're saying. Mm. You know, but as far as ghosts. Man, super interesting. You ever experienced a ghost? Um, I think I've I think I've experienced ghostly things, but nothing mm. that sticks out in my mind like, like, the story your friend has about seeing an alien. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a story that he, he's always gonna be able to recall. Oh yeah. I don't have anything like that for, uh, ghosts. You have though. I know you have. Yeah, daily. The, the f- no, the first time, the first weekend I spent at Allison's house, um, she was downstairs, Summy was downstairs, and I went upstairs. So I was like, because I was going to take a shower, getting ready or something, and I saw somebody across the halls, like her bedroom, and then across the halls another bedroom. I saw somebody walk across, and I know that there wasn't anybody in the ha- upstairs. At that point, is this an older house? It is like 1790. Oh my god! So I didn't know those houses still existed. It was the first house built in that town. It used to be the post office. Um, and so, so I saw him out of the corner of my eye, like, but I saw something, and he was wearing like a white um, top. He was wearing like black pants, like suspenders, and like a grandpa hat, like a black grandpa hat. And I went downstairs and I was like, like, what do you know? What do you know about the previous owners here? You know, it's like, was there like a like a man that used to live here? Did he like live upstairs? And she's like, why are you asking me that? And I was like, I felt like I just saw somebody upstairs. And she's like, what do you look like? And I told her, and she's like, yep, that's him. And I was like, that's who? And she's like, that's the dude. Like. That used to live here, you know. He, um, him and his wife used to live there, like one of the o- early owners, and um, like in the eighteen, like seventeen, eighteen hundreds, right? And and she had gotten when she bought the house the um, like information on the house and the ownerships and stuff like that. And he, there was pictures, and she was like, "In the pictures, that's what the fuck he was wearing." And I was like, "Okay." She's like, "That's so weird. He doesn't usually show himself this early, you know, like to people." And I was like. Yeah, so he 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 up there, he's there. Wow, you know, that's. What do you think that is? When you, I mean, obviously they're energy Mm. because 
I, I've just seen it so many times. That's how they gauge if they're around. It's energy, right? Mm-hmm. How do we h- – how are we able to sometimes see them? How are they able to show themselves? I mean, it just seems like it'd be s- it would take so much energy mm. to be able to – I mean, see it. That's a great question. You know, I I think for one, I think it has to do with like your um, perception and like if you're willing to accept that this is something that is real. Right. Because like, for example, I told my co-producer that story and I was like, we were talking about the same thing. Like, do you believe in ghosts? Um, And he was like, no, absolutely not. No, no, don't exist. Spirits. No, not something that's real. And I was like, what if I told you that I saw something before? And, he was, and I told him the story, and he was like, wow, that's crazy. But yeah, no, nah, 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 I just don't believe it. And I'm like, so you trust me. You know that I'm not crazy or like this type of person. I would make this up. Right. And, um, and I told you I had an experience, mm-hmm. and you still don't believe it. He was like, yeah, no, nah, I don't believe it. And I feel like people like that won't um, – see it because they just don't they don't have the ability to kind of tune into that do you think they fear it maybe that for me that for me that seems like what it would be Mm. is that people because what does it hurt to i don't think someone's wrong for not believing in something but what does it hurt to believe i mean it, it could be whatever to that person just yeah. to think of the possibility, though, you know, to, to fully shut an idea down, fully shut it down. There's yeah. there's got to be substantial, something suspe- su- substantial that uh, would make yeah, you. Yeah, I think it challenges your worldview and what you think. I can see that. You know, I think that's that's the case with anything. You know, it's something that you don't want to believe, um, you know, that is just like, you know, it could be with anything. It could, it could be anything that challenges your worldview. Like, um, for example, kind of to uh, – dare I say argument with my dad yesterday it's not really an argument he just gets upset and yells and then I hang up um but so he was um we were talking about how he had to cancel plans to go to my brother's because my brother got COVID right and um he was just like you know see and he's traveling around and he's gonna get those kids sick and all this stuff and you know my, my niece and nephew over there um and I was like dad like kids don't really get sick from this oh kevin you know oh you know he's trying to tell me like the opposite and i'm like dad like i know like all my dad does all day every day just about is watch tv like right the like news, the news. <laughs> like the news like cnn it's not really tv right and i'm always like turning the shit off but um so he's just like oh this new variant is going you know i'm like kids are fine like he's all right like he's gonna recover from this they're gonna like everybody's gonna be okay mm-hmm. you know and he just is so ingrained in what he believes that even telling him like like who are you listening to dad oh you're listening to cdc okay great go to their website what do they say and then you could even show them like the survival rate is 99 percent, and they're like nah right because they want to believe the opposite, you know. And I can't blame, I can't blame people. Um, 
like that because there's at one point in time the news was a, it was a trusted it was trusted right you, you could trust it with with your life they were giving you uh the truth from what i understand um mm. way long time ago it's like and the news never used to run in 24-hour cycles they would only run when there were stories and they wouldn't repeat the stories like for 24 hours like it's just i don't know it, it, if you mm. were to grow up in a time where where at one point in time the news was reliable and then you've always felt that way i it, i think it might be hard to transition out of that oh absolutely we just I, i've never i never cared for the news yeah. so i just never had that attachment to oh let me see what the news is saying the only yeah. thing was like oh let me see if the news is gonna make it so school's canceled <laughs> right exactly because of the snow well i mean uh, we also grew up in an era where like you know <coughs> the news cycle is like fear and death and despair and then they throw in one segment about the puppies or some shit like that and then right. they call it a day you're like oh you know? i do trust the news right they reported on the puppies and then everything else they say is utter bullshit you know like yeah but um yeah, man, I think it's that, that cognitive dissonance that, that really makes people – think about it when it comes to aliens, right? It's like in the supposed universe, right, in infinite space. Mm -hmm. You're going to tell me, all right, in this galaxy alone, there's billions of stars, if not trillions of stars, okay? Allegedly? Allegedly, right? Let's just, let's just keep it in this realm. So in this one galaxy alone, there's billions of stars. Let's even lowball and say billions, right? All right. Each one of those has a potential for life. Mm -hmm. There are billions of galaxies. So you want to tell me out of the billion billions, there's not any it's just us. life? That's hard to believe. You know? It doesn't seem... <coughs> doesn't seem possible right statistically statistically it doesn't seem po oh my gosh you're gonna make so many people mad <laughs> when you bring up numbers but it's so true out of billions even you know? if it was kevin even if it was thousands it'd still be a possibility yeah so you know when you get to the the millions and the billions and trillions you're like yeah dude it's got it has to be it has to be way too much potential do you think do you think that um you know the idea of like the idea of it just it has to be possible there has to be other things out there do you think that that in a way can come from us as humans not wanting to believe that we could be alone because that is kind of scary i think removing the fear or any kind of emotion statistically it's 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 got to be a certainty if what we know about the universe is true right if it's not then shit we might be alone and honestly does it fucking matter i mean not really we can't. Uh, unless they're gonna re make contact again <clears throat> uh, to me i don't think it matters but um shit if if there are aliens here you know they've probably been here a yeah, it's not a secret. They they've probably been here. Um, 
they're probably way more advanced than us. They probably have technology to do things that we can't even imagine. Um, and they should really look into coming out and just letting us know that they exist and giving us some cool technology and coming out of the spatial and terrestrial closet <laughs> just showing their face yeah be who you are girl you have you ever heard of uh the hollow earth theory uh yeah i have that's interesting it is i to be honest um i mean i get the gist of what it might be but i, I don't know it as well as well as i know the flat earth theory and there's also a theory that like we're one of several planes that exist here and that there is land beyond like antarctica like different realms like there's an like like there like the whole idea that there's an ice wall right around the entire um flat plane the entire flat plane and then beyond that there are other circular flat planes that are different worlds it sounds really cool and it's also really sketchy when you think of it because they're like they don't you're not allowed to go past to go there yeah and that's like when you tell someone they can't go especially that why who the fuck owns it right this is a planet this is there's the only plot of land that everybody in the world has agreed to protect yeah and to be on the same page about do they know why like these higher up people i'm sure somebody does someone fucking has a se how would you be able to keep that secret in though I'm sorry, but I can't work for the higher ups because I'm as soon as I know. It's death if you say something, probably. So, death. They're just gonna discredit you because there are people that have been saying this. Like even the dude that did the uh, the first expedition down there, it's like General Admiral uh, Admiral Byrd, I think his name is. Um, he went down there and brought like an army, mm -hmm. and also found land. I think beyond some of the ice, and he—I mean—was this was this um, uh, more recent to where like photos, where he was able to get photos or anything? I don't. I think there might have been some photos from the expedition, but nothing that was like telling. Right. You know. But he said there was. He said there was. There was definitely something beyond the ice. That's what he believed. That there was. The ice wall, and then more land. So, in that sense, global warming would be a good thing, because we'd be if global warming no. was real, which I don't really know to be honest. Mm. If if global warming was real, then we would be melting the wall of ice, right? Which would be awesome, because I'm like, oh shit! But you know what? Fucking land over there. How could? All right, a Starbucks. <laughs> Let's talk about the global warming thing, right? Okay. Like, so rising, rising uh, sea levels, right? Uh -huh. That's what they say is like the number one thing we have to watch out for: rising sea level. Right? Yeah, it's like um, uh, they they've broken it down to a uh, a value of how much it's rising per year. Right. But it's not, and it's easily. Uh, easily uh, verified by pictures of the same place a hundred years ago versus now 
and the seawater being exactly the same thing. I can believe it. But, you know, think about it like this, too. You have a cup of ice water. When that ice melts, does it overflow the glass? No, it's the same amount of water. So do we really have to worry about it? Because the same amount of water has always existed here. If anything, hear me out. Sure. If anything, um, the water... I'm trying to think. Because because when you put ice cubes in water, it does it, it rises, right? When you put yeah, but the ice cubes are in the water already. So so the the ice cubes could be <laughs> the big ice cubes, the glaciers could be uh, elevating the the water. So when they melt, it could go down potentially. I think it's gonna just be level, the same level. Which I could right, but to your point, there's no water being there's nothing. Why? What is? So I mean th I don't know man, what's the big deal? Ice caps are, if it's melting, we're not losing anything. They think the world's gonna be underwater, right? If that were the case, nobody in a place of power in a position of power would ever buy beachfront property. Yeah, that's something that they do all the time. Yeah, that's, that's the only place where uh, people live. Islands. And you know the places front. where w the places that would be affected the most, right? But I think I they but in in another on the opposing side of that, they could realistically, you know, they're usually those people are usually like a little bit older, anyways. But they still, <laughs> it's going to be so much time before that Go happens. Go to my watery grave. Like it's it's going to be so much time before they would experience it, anyway. So like, ah, fuck it. I just don't I don't I don't buy into any of it like it came out of nowhere too like Al Gore woman. yeah Al Gore was he the one that started it mm-hmm mm -hmm. and he's still he's still they said pushing it they said that it was like 1996 or something like that where they he they said like by the year know, 20 something which passed already that we'd be underwater like if we don't reverse course now Right, it, you know, and it's just never happened. And that's what they've, and th and that's exactly what they've um, said more recently than not. By the year, if we don't reverse things now, then by the year twenty thirty, it's going to be the past the tipping point. Right. So in that case, let's just enjoy it all while it lasts. Right, like nothing we do. We're in twenty twenty one, about to be twenty twenty two. You think in eight years we are going to do what? Right. Completely change our manufacturing practices, our way of life, like completely change everything that we've done. We're going to change our reliability on gasoline. Petroleum. I just don't think it's going to. It's, not, it's never going to happen. Because look at everything in this room just about is made with petroleum. Your rubbers, your faux leather, whatever you got going on here, your plastics, your right, you know, all this stuff is petroleum based. What's the end game though? Just like I've asked you with flat Earth, um, and it's okay if you don't know. I'm I'm yeah. literally just kind of thinking out loud. Yeah. But what is, what is the uh, what's the end game with with getting people to believe in in uh, global climate warming? Change. Well, yeah, or climate change. So, 
supposedly this is all part of the agenda 2030 and the um, the World Economic Forum Great Reset. Okay. And so the idea is to uh, implement a, a carbon tax, an emissions tax. Um, have you have to be under a certain uh, quota of emissions. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just another way to control you and what you do. Um, so there was, uh, what was it? Switzerland or something like that. Switzerland. Uh, already has something like that. Does that blow your mind to know that they have a system where if you go over your emissions for the day, you will not be able to draw money out of your credit card or your bank account? That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Why? Why, Why is it ridiculous? See, but the, f the thing is this, right? global warming was real and we were having a problem with carbon emissions what would be your first solution what would be the first thing that you think of i would try to look for an alternative okay sure personally all right carbon is uh our waste product what is it the fuel of though the environment plants yeah so our solution to producing more carbon is cut down more trees to make paper straws right don't fucking get me started on paper straws man but that shit is wild if if there was really a problem if people were truly worried about these things like if there was somebody that was like oh man if we don't fix this carbon problem we're all gonna die if there if this was truly the case somebody would be out there talking like that not not only that but the people, the the solution would be, hey, let's stop cutting down forests to do this. Like, let's build our forests back up to take care of the carbon in our atmosphere. Right. Which is the absolute most uh, effective way to do it. And actually, what's funny is, um, phyto, uh, I think phytoplankton are responsible for most of the oxygen production in the world i think it's like 90 percent from the uh, ocean from the ocean i've heard that and so we would just need to find the balance between life here in terrestrial life here in the ocean um and that's plant life that's you know bacteria fungus all these different things we we need to find this uh, balance and that'd kind of be it we wouldn't need to even alter the way we do things because we are becoming more efficient with every iteration of whatever invention that we have. Yeah. So it's <clears throat> if we just planted more. But that's why I th think it's bogus, man, because if it was really that big of an issue, that's what we would do. We would say, okay, for all of our paper products, we're going to farm hemp because hemp, it matures faster. It uses less water uses less uh it destroys the the soil less so it's really strong it's it's it, you can make hempcrete you can make paper you can make clothes you can make anything you can make fucking petroleum i think out of hemp you can make like oil-based products out of hemp yeah because they make lotions right so you can literally make almost anything from hemp and you know what how long does it take for a tree to mature years and it takes six months 
to eight so it's, months. It's far more sustainable. If you and I can think of this, you can't sit here and say it hasn't been thought of. Absolutely. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, and you're very knowledgeable, though. I will say that every time we every time we do this show, I feel like I learn stuff, which is really, it's nice because I have so many so many questions um, about things, and and uh, it's nice to bounce bounce them off of you because you may not always have the answer, but you always have a alternative viewpoint that I don't. Sometimes my brain doesn't naturally go to these other thought processes for whatever reason. Maybe it's just because I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have right. a reason. It's probably just my personality. Yeah. Yada yada. We but, all do it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's always. I always enjoy. Um, and there's nothing that you've said that I I can honestly say like, yeah, that sounds like bullshit. Because <laughs> I I honestly. I more or less believe that the things that we've been told by, you know, whoever they, whoever right. they is, right. um, or them, uh, I don't believe it right. because it doesn't seem genuine. And it's also not observable a lot of the time. No, it's just believe what we say. Um, check out this fucking PowerPoint. <laughs> right. And it's weird. It's so, right. it's so weird. But what confuses me about it is the fact that. The people that are pushing this on us are humans, and they have to go home and sleep at night. That's the one thing I think of is how do people – how can people lie to an enormous amount of their fellow people and go to bed at night mm. happy because with they what? think they're doing it for the betterment. There are people that really do. They genuinely believe what they're saying. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. Just like – I'm, I'm just going to go out and offend a lot of people with saying this. Just like there are people that believe there are more than two genders. Right. It's observable and very clear that biologically mm -hmm. there are only two genders. Right. There are not more than two. You might feel like something different. But biologically, you are either a man or a woman or a hermaphrodite, which is, you know. Right. What would be amazing yeah. is if, you know, take someone who maybe their entire life, uh, you know, their entire life up until that point in time, they did truly, if they were a woman and they felt like a man, if you could, if you could look at their cells under a microscope or look at their DNA under a microscope and say, like, Wow. Think like it's like morphing mm -hmm. or it's changed or something. Um but I don't believe there's stuff I don't think that's out there. I don't think no. that's a thing. Um yeah. I mean the closest yeah. thing you're going to get is somebody is born with more hormone more male hormone as a woman or more wom uh you know female hormone as a man. Sure. Um which can lead to things like breasts in men or, you know, genitalia in women. Like, you know, whatever. Like, you know, the, or the testes in women or something like that. And that's, it could be a birth defect. It could be a genetic defect, a mu mutation or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's not normal. But at the end of the day, it's just people that believe things based off of just the fact that they believe it. Mm -hmm. Because there doesn't have to be any other proof. Right. You know? Like... I think I told you about my friend that we talk about flat earth and I kind of troll him because he gets so frustrated over it. But I ask him legit questions. 
and he can't answer them and he'll resort to either like an insult or like uh you know like uh like lash out at you yeah he'll be like oh we knew we learned this in third grade kevin i'm like but what did we learn what was it that we learned you know where like you know i, I he's a, a video guy and we talked about the salt flats and it's miles of flat earth mm-hmm. and i'm just like dude that right there lets you know there's no curvature like how can you refute that they've measured it they've gone out there and they've done the testing over miles mm-hmm. and it's the flattest place on earth and it's miles long in that span according to exactly what globe earth people teach us there should be curvature and there's not what's the what's the distance like it's like every every mile i think it's like every mile it's supposed to dip like um like five five degrees or something like that for every eight inches per mile so every mile that you can see there should be eight inches of curvature which is about that much so if you start one point and then go to the to the next there should be a convex of about eight inches per mile so over two miles 16 inches that's over a foot of curvature right that shit don't exist though And, and i'm sure i'm sure what they've done in certain studies too is like have somebody at point A and then somebody like way the fuck at point B. Right. Like two miles, three miles away. And, you know, at this point, they have cameras that can yeah, see that. So, no so doubt. that's one of the reasons why I started to, to question this is because they have a, a new camera that came out um, that can zoom in like 250 times or something like that. Okay. And it's like ridiculous. And they, you can like see the craters on the moon from Earth. Holy shit. It's ridiculous. This camera is 100x, by the way. Is it? It's ridiculous. Yeah. So we um, can even test it with this. Yeah. Um, but what they did was they, they put um, a camera and lasers on one uh, one area and then another uh, receiving like a plank on the other side to show that the laser is going straight. Obviously, it's not bending, right? Um, and it hits exactly where they say it would hit on this board. Like right. Let's just say it's like two feet off the ground and this is two feet off the ground and it hits right where the laser is set up. So it's just showing that within that distance, there's, there's no change, no curvature, things like that. And seeing the experiment, seeing people put it on and just being like, okay, I've seen this now. I've experienced this now. Now I have to start to think about it. Why? Why would this happen? You know, why would they hide it? Interestingly enough, um, NASA was founded by who? You know who f- some of the people that founded NASA? <coughs> I'm not sure. Okay. Do you know uh, Warner Van, Van Braun? Yes. Okay. He was one of the founding members of NASA. Uh, L. Ron Hubbard? Dude, I was going to say that just fucking around. <laughs> is he really? Yes. Walt Disney? Oh, God. My life is a lie. Walt Disney? Really? Jesus, I don't know why he seems. NASA? He seems more credible. Walt Disney. 
I mean, someone is like an investor, but like Walt Disney did build did make a pretty sweet empire. Yeah. L. Ron Hubbard just wrote a bunch of fiction books, right? And created a and mass, created a religion that people cult. still believe in. <laughs> yeah, and they have a. By the way, they have a um, a, a Scientology church in uh, Buffalo, I believe. Do they? Yeah. But but n- to your point though, yeah. People who who have no. No, uh, I don't know. No, no knowledge or no hand in right. space travel. Can't. Well, I, you know, I think the point is this: is there is so much shit that people tell us that's not true. Like even the fucking homeless guy outside's lying to you, dog. Like, what makes you think <clears throat> that somebody in a position of power that has the ability to control your life and make infinite money? Why wouldn't they do that? You know, think about it, like. You know there there are corrupt people in this world, right? Do you not? That are going to do the most depraved shit in the world, right? Mm-hmm. You know that exists. Everybody knows that exists. Yeah. Don't those people find themselves in places of power because they kind of flock together and they kind of just do whatever the fuck they want? Mm-hmm. You know? And then if you're one of these people and somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I'm going to give you $20 million a year for the rest of your life. But this is what we're going with. Aren't you going with that right away if you're one of these people? Probably, yeah. If somebody came out to you tomorrow and said, hey, Nick, I'm going to give you $5 million a year for the rest of your life. You don't have to work anymore. But you have to post every day on social media that um, the earth is round and you know I, vaccines are good and all this, whatever it is, something that you don't agree with. Right. Would you do it? That yeah, I mean, you don't have to do anything else for the rest of your life. Your kids are set up. Your kids' kids are set up. You and Val are set up. You can live wherever you want. You can vacation wherever you want. You can buy whatever you want. I think I, w- I think, I think I would. I could be, I could be uh, naive and say right now with how I feel. No, because I'm, I, I feel like I'm a pretty genuine person, but. Mm. In that instance, I've never been offered. I've never been offered a fuck ton of money mm-hmm. to do anything. So, everyone has a price. Five million dollars. Probably, I'd probably do it. Right. Who wouldn't? Right. So I mean, it's unless you're already a millionaire. But <laughs> so so think about that. What's NASA's budget a year? Uh, whatever the government decides. Twenty billion dollars. Is that? That's not anymore though, right? Yeah. It's still. Taxpayer funded. The only reason that doesn't make sense is because they haven't really been doing much. Wow. What an observation. Light bulb. <laughs> so they've been sending things out to what we deem as space. Um, to do what? To do what? Do you ever see the pictures of the fucking like lunar land, the rover and shit like that? It's like fucking tinfoil and fucking connects box and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically what it was made out of. It's like fucking ridiculous. Um, and so I don't, I don't think we've ever really been to space, and I think that they siphon all that money into uh, underground military contracts. So it costs them. Um, I forget what the figure was, but I think they can build like one or two of these subterranean cities a year with that budget. 
You ever hear of these subterranean cities? Underground? Dumbs, they're called. D-U-M-B-S. Deep Underground Military Base. And um, these are absolutely 100% factual. You can look them up. This is United States only? No, this is worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah. So this is all the countries are together on this? Everybody has their own, um, from what I understand. And there might be some sort of allegiance or between some people. But uh, basically, they, they drill into the earth, miles into the earth, and they build cities. Mm-hmm. And everything that you need is underground. Um, and this, there are, I want to say... I might be off on this, but there's definitely at least, um, I want to say like close to a thousand worldwide of these things. How big would you say these cities are? Miles. They stretch sometimes from one one, uh, terrestrial city to another. That's wild. Yeah. That's really wild. Yeah. So I think that's what they're doing with their money instead because I don't think we've ever really been to space. You know? Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest, one of the questions that I've, I've had, I think we uh, maybe asked you or like brought it up in one of the other times, but if we could go to the moon, then what was the year? 19, 1967 or something like yeah, that? Something like that. Um, yeah. 1969? 1969, I think we went to the moon. Yeah, I think it was late 60s. Um, but if we could do it then, why why on earth would we not be able to do it now? Well, we talked about that, right? Where the guy said, we destroyed the technology. Yeah, they destroyed the tapes and yada, yada, yada. Right. I mean, that. I'm sorry, but if they're going to come up with like a an excuse or you know a, a reason, it's got to be better than that. Right. That's bad. That's a terrible one. Right? I don't know who the fuck was like, hey, I have an idea, and then someone was like, yeah, that's a great idea, because I just don't believe... Put in the tapes. Jerry, is this your wedding? Did you tape over this? <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck are you doing over here, man? That'd be in a vault somewhere. That just... Yeah, that doesn't happen, because the things that they truly would want to protect would are protected. I mean, look at the... Right. I mean, uh, you know... The seed vault. The <laughs> the seed vault, or, or anything that's contained in the Vatican... Right. You're not just getting in there. It just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and then um, another thing that, that brought me into, like, the fake space exploration was they have um, training facilities where they um, train astronauts for the vacuum of space, right? The radius and all that stuff. Right. The walls are feet thick concrete to deal with the pressure. Okay. Did you see the lunar lander, how, how it looked? And one of the astronauts on board said, oh, it was so thin you can poke. You can probably poke through it with your finger. No. Yes, this is on tape. That wouldn't make sense. Wouldn't make sense. No, I believe you, but I'm saying that wouldn't. It wouldn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. So you're going to tell me that they, first off, landed and then also took off and got back home with the technology back then where like pong was just invented right right with the technology 
with a paper-thin lander in the vacuum of space. Who the fuck filmed the thing landing? That's a good point. That's a really Who good point. Who the fuck was there? Did you know what the official story was? Huh. That they sent down before a camera that got set up. By itself? With the fucking technology at that time. Yeah. Cameraman? God, jeez. I don't know. I should have should have faked it. They're not even trying. Should have faked it. Oh, this is so it's all so confusing. Well, what the end game is is control, man. That's what it is. Can I ask a dumb question? Sure. Somebody who I think highly of, and who at times I value their opinion and stance on certain subjects. Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Is he? Do you think he believes – does he believe in the landing that we landed on the moon? I don't think so. But publicly, he does. Right. I think there are certain things publicly that he's like, I have to – I can't. Like, I can't go into that. Because he's too big. He would definitely hear it. I just think it's not – it's it's something that for it to remain a mysterious topic is better than to say, well – like it's better for him to be like I don't fucking know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but in this, you know, confines of his own house, he's like, didn't happen. You know who's related to Werner Van Braun? Alex Jones. That's wild. Weird shit. What does that mean? What does that mean for? Uh, I don't know. What does that mean for Infowars? Dot net. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that shit is funny as hell, though. Dude, he's. You know what I've always found interesting about people like Alex Jones is. It's easy to it's easy to. Um. Uh, like brush off somebody like him, mm -hmm. and just be like, he's fucking crazy, mm -hmm. and a lot of people do that, just because of his. His uh his delivery. Oh yeah, and I've always, and I don't know where this began, but I've always steered away from that type of thinking. I've always kind of went towards people that were yeah that were like him, mm -hmm. not people that are, you know how there's like those people that are just like really loud and and just uh, I don't know, very very just obnoxious, boisterous, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a difference between those people and people like Alex Jones. Right. Um, and and so I, I don't have an affinity towards those people, but people like Alex Jones, I'm like, I know there's a lot of shit he's saying that's, like, off the wall. Right. But I know that there's – he's not he's not crazy. I don't think he's crazy. I think he's eccentric. But I think that a lot of what he's saying is rooted in truth. And a lot of the shit that he's said in the past has come true, too. And that's why I'm like, he's got a little bit of merit to him, you know. Like I remember a long time ago, listen, I'm talking about like people drinking blood, like celebrities drinking blood, and people drink blood and stuff like that. Yeah. That's, I mean, as far as I can see, that's the thing that be happening in the world, man. It's they got it for sale on s websites. They got the f the chemical formulation of it. They have it referenced in TVs and film, and uh, you know, and. 
mean, they just started talking about it a few years ago, transfusing young blood into people and stuff, and the young blood being the elixir of, of life and stuff like that. And you, youth. Yeah. They just run. If, if you're, yeah, if you're rich enough, you can. Right. Get that 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 blood. Right. And that's pretty much what you know they're saying. Is but then there's also the the um the implications of like um like the whole Pizzagate thing. You know, like yeah, torturing children and eating and sacrificing children and stuff like that. Which it definitely. I, I mean, listen. Uh, definitely just happens. shy from me seeing it with my own eyes. I mean, it's got to be real. It's got to be real. I I agree. Didn't did you didn't you see the the footage that Alex Jones had gotten years and years ago, where he Bohemian Grove. Yeah. Yeah. He um. He told the story of. Of it, um, I mean, multiple times, I'm mm -hmm. sure. But I think he told the story of it on, on either um, it wouldn't have been Ben Shapiro. That probably would have been on either his own show or on the Joe Rogan show. Mm -hmm. And some of it, some of it sounds wild. It sounds like a a damn movie. Yeah. Um, like, wow, that sounds like crazy. Yeah. But he, um, nonetheless, he got footage, right. and it's out there. Yeah. It's not I've even. Seen it. It's you not even it? hidden. You can find it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. There's no doubt that yeah. stuff goes that stuff goes on. There's yeah. no doubt. And then you look at people like Marina Abramovic, who's a, you know spirit cooking. You ever seen that shit? No. So this woman, like, she does art, you know, so to speak. But like, some of her art is like lifelike um, sculptures of deceased people that are edible. Right, so it'll be like, it looks like a woman's body in like blood, and it's a cake, but it looks real. Um, so she's into things like that, um, and like just all this like demonic art and stuff like that. And then not to mention like, you look at entertainment and they're all doing the fucking you know the symbolism, the eye of Horus, the you know. The symbol of silence, right? The eye, the symbol of silence covering the mouth, the the hand gesture. Like, there's so many different gestures that they do that all these people do this. All of them do this. Right. Everybody into this. No, it's some secret society shit. And then it's like, dude, the yeah. further the further you <clears throat> look into this stuff, the more you're like, okay, well, maybe these people aren't so fucking crazy. Maybe Alex Jones ain't so fucking crazy. Right. But it takes the mind. It takes an inquisitive and curious mind to say, I'm going to look into this with an open mind to, to see if any of this seems like it could connect or it's logical. Right. And, you know, that's just where I, that's gotten me. Like, I've just been that person where I'm just like, no, the fucking earth is round, dog. The earth is round. The earth is round for so long. And then I'm just like, huh, well, if it is round, then why does it, why is that like that? Right. And then I'm like, hmm. You know, like, but there are certain people that just stop right there. Like my boy, he just does not want to hear it. Does not want to hear it. It doesn't make him a bad person. 
but you do wonder what is it what is it like to be a person that that thinks that just thinks exactly what they were told like and never it doesn't sit right with me when people say what's well, like why is it why is it like that yeah. people are like it just is right we're i mean i i know i'm like a like a you know i'm the free spirit in my family mm-hmm. but i don't i don't know I me mean, i just i wonder at times what it's like to not be the free spirit and to just go with what is what is um the the trajectory that you're supposed to be on you know mm-hmm. so called yeah I, it's just what does that feel like is is it more calming because it's i think it's very stressful it's to to have this mindset i think it's less fulfilling you know and i think this is also a topic that Alice and i were talking about as far as just people's connection to their own self and their spirit and stuff like that and i think you know when you sever that connection when you kind of just think that like oh i'm just like a meat sack here to to work and do whatever just a meat sack uh you know <laughs> i love that I, you you kind of lose the purpose you kind of lose the ability to think about more than this or energy or spirit or anything like that and i think that's where you get shut down to different ideas because you think that this is all that there is and yeah. you you close your uh, yourself off to the idea that there's more that you just haven't thought of or can comprehend or have experienced um you know, and it kind of puts you in, in a box. And so those people, I feel like, are not able to be fulfilled. And, and we were talking about this in uh, relation to couples, right? And the only way that we're going to be able to help couples is if they're in that state of ready to, you know, they're ready to be open to these things, right? They're ready to be open to connecting to self and understanding that, like, your inner wisdom is always there mm. and you just need to tap into it you know Let I, me su- I suppose people that would be reaching out to you guys mm-hmm. um, or people who would be interested in that hopefully would already have that you know because closed-minded people would look at it and be like what the fuck is that right but you know if you don't if it's not something that's spoken about you know a lot of people say that it's too woo woo or like, oh, I'm not into that energy stuff, or I'm not into that spirit stuff. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But at the end of the day, this is what is, this is what you'll be connecting to. And if you don't connect to these parts of yourself, then you're just gonna, you're, you can only meet yourself so deep. Right. Um, and so we'll see. I, I mean, I've never really, I've maybe, talked about this a handful of times with people that i'm close with um but never like a stranger and and try to say like hey listen you have to really connect to yourself and your right and your divinity within and and your divine masculine divine feminine that you know resides within every person um you know but i think that's kind of where you're gonna find growth is in that introspection you know um now let me ask you this Mm -hmm. um the moments in life where you've had a significant change, like turning points, right? You know, has it ever been somebody that has said like, hey, you know, Nick, you got to change this. And you're like, damn, you're right. And then you change it and then you're good. Or 
has it happened more so that either you thought about it on your own and came to that conclusion on your own or somebody's been telling you something so much until you can finally see it for yourself you know i've definitely had i've i've had times where um where i've i've gotten advice from from somebody who i was i guess close with mm-hmm. c- closer with um and have short term have made changes or had like turn you know change of heart or or stuff like that um but what i really find um the times where it's concrete and it's actually a, almost a, a lifelong or long lasting change mm-hmm. is it just naturally it seems to naturally happen you come to that conclusion yeah i, I never feel like i'm always taking in i'm always taking in advice and and, and figuring out what other people um what other people's perspectives and stuff are but not even even with like things that i learned from you mm-hmm. um i do think about them more because you tell me but i don't necessarily feel any sort of obligation or anything to just change it's usually just a natural thing that right it's like one day i go to bed the next day i wake up and there's like a light bulb that clicks yeah something that just feels right right it's very strange and in so that to me is your inner wisdom kicking in and uh i think we maybe have touched on this but i think that everything that we need to know is within us already and we just kind of forget it Mm -hmm. we kind of like have amnesia and we have to remember these things um and i think so searching for these things within ourselves is going to be the 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 aspect that creates growth Right. Mm-hmm. That's what created your your growth. That's what created. I mean, everything that I could think of, my growth, has come from me having that inner wisdom, that inner click, mm-hmm. and just being like, "Yeah, I know, I know that now." Um, and so, if you don't, if you're not connected to self or your spirit or whatever you want to call it, you don't have that. And so, there's only so much that you can change. You know, it's like if you change the foundation of something, then you can change what comes on top. But if you have that foundation and it's too solid already, you can only really change certain things about it. Right. Um, And so I think without that connection to spirit, that's kind of where people fall on it. You know, do you think there's um, the reason I'm asking this Mm because I wonder about myself sometimes. Do you think that there's a possibility that you can be like half these kind of like I I feel mostly connected but then there's certain moments where I'm like like why you know I feel I feel um at this day and at, at where I'm at right now in life I feel very sure and very connected with with who I am and what I guess my spirit would be um and and that stuff but there's like little moments of glitches mm-hmm. that um, that I have that I almost feel disconnected for a certain bit of time, and then boom, I'm back on it. Yeah, and I, I get disconnected, and it, I what? feel that a lot. Well, what do you think that is? What or why? Both. Um. I don't know. Maybe like a maybe there's like um. There must be something that I'm not sure about or that – I don't know. I, I really 
I can't put it into words. I just know that I've been feeling it a lot. Okay. So, <clears throat> you ever play like the um, the basketball arcade game? Yeah. When are you the best at that? Don't overthink it. When am I the best? Ah. Uh. All right, so I'm just going to jump in here and say. Yes, please. When you're focused, right? When you're focused, boom, boom, boom. Now, if Val's talking to you and your phone's ringing and the kids are loud or whatever. I see right, where you're going with this. It's the same thing. That's why we fall out of this is because we get distracted. Right? Yeah. And life is basically, a, to me, a big test for that distraction. Um, and we're human. We're not anything more than that. So, you know, well, we are, but we're, we're both at the same time. You know, I think that that's the human aspect of us is what gets distracted and, and brings us out of that alignment with ourselves. Mm. You know, but the minute that you seek that focus and that alignment is when you get back in same thing as if you're playing your basketball game and something were distracting you you said hold on and then you were back in the game mm -hmm. it's the same thing it's we don't do that in life to that point you know and we get distracted and you know i'll give you an example of like um maybe there's a, a guy um and he's you know not really feeling his woman too much why what are his distractions is that that's what it is now it's either a couple of things going on here it's either these two people were not meant to be together right and it's just that somehow they came together mm -hmm. or there's <coughs> a, a break in the focus on one another and it's their job to figure out what it is mm -hmm. just like if we were playing that game, we were. it would be your job to figure out what is taking your attention away from this game. It's much easier to look and say, oh, well, she's bothering me. Oh, well, my phone is buzzing. Oh, well, those kids are mad loud. It's easy to, to say that. It's not as easy when it's not in your face. Right. You know? So I think those are the moments where you fall out. That's a huge... I think, I think you nailed it, to be honest, with the the whole losing focus and, and being distracted because um it's like when you go to the bathroom you're on mm -hmm. your phone mm -hmm. when you um i was having lunch today yeah. I, I i wasn't sitting there like i wasn't sitting there without my phone right every, every everything that i do involves me having my phone right. um that's not to say that i can't be without my phone i do have my phone on me but I, I've had this entire time, I've had no, no, uh, you know, uh, compulsiveness to check my phone. Right. But um, because I'm focused right now uh, on this. Right. And I and I'm this stuff is I enjoy this stuff. Um, but as soon as I'm I'm doing something that's um, like menial or this something stupid that I can I can multitask and have my phone and do that, eat food or whatever. I'm gonna do it. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's a big it's a struggle. Right. What it's do you do? Everybody struggle. Mike, you know what my excuse is? Hmm. Well, I have a business. 
I have to have I have to have social media. My excuse is if I didn't have this business, I would just get rid of social media. And I and I strongly believe that I would mm-hmm. if I feel if I w- if without this business I feel the way I do now. There's no need for me to be on social media. Mm. There's really no need for me to check social media. Um right. I don't know. There's like a constant fear that what if I what if I don't check my email right now and there's something important that arrives? I don't know what, but there could be something important. Right. And if I miss it and I wake up tomorrow and I and I see it, what if it's too late? That's like the, the they call it FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. I feel that all the time. Yeah. I want to break that. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it anymore. And I I can I can tell you 100% what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um in my personal life, mm-hmm. it's probably 85%, if not 90%, or more, the reason that it that I'm going through what I'm going through. Yeah. It's 100%. Yeah. Because it's a distraction. It's a, oh, hey, look at that thing. Oh, hmm. Doesn't matter that you're fucking standing in line about to order something at Starbucks and then somebody's looking at you and they're like, hey, right. you want to fucking order or what are you going to do over here, buddy? You know, and you're just like, oh, shit. Oh, well, I need that. Let me go buy that right now. Right. And it's it's really what it is, you know. Um, so. But those are, you know, attention is one of. um the main currencies of life. I don't know if I've spoken to you about this before. It sounds very familiar. I I think life has two main currencies. Attention and time. Right? And I I call them currencies because you pay attention and you spend time. Simultaneously. Right. Well, yeah. You're always spending (coughs) time, but, you know, it's about what you spend your time paying attention to mm-hmm. you know and um i think in moments like that if you can recognize the compulsion and just stop and you practice that you'll get over it and it, ha- it has to do with being mindful right it's like i'm developing this program and I'm, I'm going through um the mindful aspect of it right now and part of it is recognizing the mind the mind is a wonderful wonderful tool and also the biggest distraction it depends on how you use it when you are not focused when you don't have something that's occupying that space you allow the space for something else to enter and unless you're consciously putting something there it's whatever the fuck your subconscious wants there right and whether that's well i'm not getting enough love so let me look at this booty oh it's not i'm not getting enough uh i don't feel worthy enough let me go buy this new thing or you know what i mean it's like these subconscious things are what drive us because we're not being conscious at the moment the more that you can remain conscious the more that you can get out of those patterns because Mm -hmm. you eliminate the distractions and you focus on the things that are truly in front of you easier fucking said than done of course sure it all sounds great in, of uh, course in, in theory but you know i think this is one of the reasons why um it's important who you spend your time with you know and, and what you consume um 
whether it be, you know, information or whether it be what you're eating or whatever, whatever, you know, energy, you can consume people's energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really important to be mindful of that. And, you know, like right now what we're doing is we're putting our energy into this for other people to listen to and maybe get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the intention. It's not like we're not here just like, oh, we're just going to hang out and just fucking talk shit. Right. You know. Um, but there's a, a reason why we do this. We, you know, it's not only that, but it's a creative outlet, and we enjoy doing it. It makes us um, feel good, right? What well, makes so, me feel good, anyways? So it has some sort of purpose, you mm-hmm. know. And it's like, when you do something like go home and fucking watch Netflix, it's like, what's the purpose? Give me the purpose. Well, I just want to relax. Okay. Well, there are other ways to relax. Right. Is it that you really want to un, you know, relax, or is it that you want to? be unconscious for a little bit of time because it just takes energy to be conscious you know so it's analyzing that and then well no i don't want to do that well that's your resistance why are you resistant to admitting that because that's what it is at the end of the day right you know so it's like all these questions like to be conscious is to ask these questions mm-hmm. and to seek these answers within ourselves um but yeah, you know, it's it's a very interesting concept, motivation and, um, you know, attention and focus and distractions. Um, very, very interesting concept. And a lot of times I think we tell ourselves excuses so that we can keep acting fucked up. All the time. You know. I'm a great salesman when it comes to myself. Like, yeah, I want to keep licking at these booties because I'm a man and that's what men do. That's what men do, man. Booties. I'm not touching the booties. I'm not touching that. I just want to look at it and fantasize about it and think about it being mine. And I'm allowed to do mm-hmm. that. But where does that leave you, though? That leaves you fantasizing about a woman that's not yours. It leaves you being, you know, if you have a woman, it le- it, that's semi like almost like cheating in your brain because you're like visualizing, enjoying being intimate with another woman. Yeah. You know, and that's energy. You're putting energy out there. Um, Especially if you're. If you're actively, I'm guilty of this. Mm-hmm. I'll I will be straight with you. If you're next to your significant other, mm. and you're actively not putting energy into them, and you're putting energy into right looking at booties or what have right. you. Yeah. Now let me ask you, because one of the things that I that I think I I struggle with with this is like, um, sometimes I get into these like things. So like six months ago, maybe a little bit longer. I got into, I was like, I really need to change something. I don't know what it is, but I need to change something. Started reading motivational books, or, or not motivational books, but um, self-help books. Mm-hmm. And on a whim, I picked up this one book. I think it said, it, w- it was something along the lines of willpower does not exist. It was, a really, it was a really good book. It was informative, and it gave me a different perspective that clicked with me. From that point on, I read probably another three um, other styles of books. The Proximity uh, Principle, um, Mm-hmm. A, f- a few others. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I changed my lifestyle overnight. I mean, I went out and bought, like, instead of wearing, wearing like, lounge clothes all the time, I went out and spent some money on some dress clothes. And at, at the previous barbershop that I was working at, I was dressing up every day. I, um, I was writing in my journal every day. I was, uh, phone was not in my bedroom after a certain, like, at night. Mm-hmm. I was waking up every morning for yoga, all this stuff. The problem that I have is it's hard for me to continue on that path alone. So when I get into a headspace like that, 
I want Val to feel the exact same way, which is impossible mm-hmm. because we're two different people. Right. So it's really hard for me to it's really hard for me to be like, okay, well, when I get home, like let's say after I go home from this, I'm just going to shut my phone off. I'll plug it in. I'll shut it off, and I won't turn it on until tomorrow morning. Well, in my mind, then I'm like, well, this isn't going to work if she's not doing it as well. Because I'll be home. I'll be free. I'm not going to be on my phone looking at random shit. But I know she is. I know she's got her uh, her thing going on with her phone. Like, I can't expect her to. Well, what, what does she have to do with any of it? In reality. Because. So you it, want it, the support. What's that? You want the support. Yeah, it makes it easier for if if it's a common goal, just like eating healthy. Sure. So you want it to be easier via support. Yeah. And it's challenging to do that. I would say that, again, easier said than done, but I would say that you're see you're still seeking comfort you're still seeking that instead of being what they say comfortable with discomfort mm-hmm. you know and everybody's guilty of this because we're just you know we're animals and, and our basic nature and we want easy the most for easy right the pleasure trap we talk about this mm-hmm. um and that's it now when you get in that mind state are any of those things true, or is it just your mind telling you that it would be that way? Not really sure. Right. Well, I'll go ahead and answer for you. It's always the mind. It's always the mind that gets in the way. Because you just said, now I'm thinking, well, now Val should do this, and it would be easier. Would it? It seems like it. It seems like it. Because well, if one, I- you don't know, though. But if I'm actively, let's say, trying not to be on my phone because I want to spend more time time with her, right? Let's mm-hmm. say in my mind I'm like, you know what? Instead of going home and just watching TV and still watching TV and being on our phones, what what about what, – what if I'm just like, okay, no phone mm-hmm. and maybe no TV tonight. Maybe, maybe try, try something different. And if I bring it up to her and she's like, no, I'm just going to be on my phone and watch TV. Mm-hmm. To me – it doesn't seem like this is going to – it doesn't seem like – because like I, w- I would be doing it to not only better myself but also to better, like, uh, a void that yeah. could potentially be there in the relationship. Sure. So if she's not participating in it and but it's just me, then this is still not going to go down a – we're not on the same path still. Well – Right? Well, I think one of the most important things to realize is nobody's guaranteed to be on your path with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how long you've been with them or <coughs> want to be with them. It doesn't matter. Um, also, it, it's your path, so it shouldn't matter what she does, anyways. And you might find that you want to do this, and then a few months into it, she might be like, "Damn, yo, he's really fucking killing it. I'm gonna join with him." Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times significant others feel intimidated by things like that. You know, it's like, 
man, he's really doing his thing. I don't know if I can do it that good, or I don't know if I can be as uh, adherent, or I don't, whatever. It's all fear. Mm -hmm. And what you're talking about is also fear. It's like, man, I'm scared of, like, what if I succeed? What if I succeed and we grow apart? Yeah. What if I succeed and we just don't get along anymore? Then what? Mm -hmm. Then I have, then it's going to hurt. It's going to feel like shit. Um, but what if you do it and it's great? I'm only thinking about one side. Right. You know, so you don't know. And that's where the mind comes into play, right? Like, for one, it could be good. Mm -hmm. The other side, it could be bad. You don't know. The only way to find out is to do it and see what happens. And it's we always think about things being so finite. Like, if we choose to do this, it's set in stone. I can't go back on it. But no, you can always change things in the moment. Right. You know, you said overnight you changed things about yourself. So in that moment, if you feel like this isn't working, you guys are splitting, you know, going in different paths and you don't like that and you don't redirect. Mm -hmm. There's always a, a remedy for something, you know. And so I would just say think about it more so like um somebody gave me this um this analogy one time and it really helped me to understand the dynamic of relationships um you know a lot of times people think oh when we come together like we join as one like two flames become one flame and so they do that whole fucking right. monkey shit right or the sand right that's bullshit that, i agree that never happens i agree and really what would be <clears throat> the proper way to think about um a relationship or a, a healthy relationship would be train tracks and you have two parallel tracks that never meet but they're tied together mm -hmm. by the ties and so you guys can do your thing independent and you're held together by your relationship and your bond but you don't necessarily have to converge and become one and do everything that she does and she does everything that you do and she believe in your philosophy and you believe in you know it, it doesn't have to be that way as long as you guys are both accepting of one another where you're at, it'll be okay. Like if you're going along your journey and you're journaling and doing yoga and everything is going well, whatever, as long as you can still view her as like, I love her, like I just love her to the uh, then you guys will be okay. But if you start thinking about like, well, she's not doing this, well, she's slacking, she's lazy, and you start getting your mind involved in that, that's where you get begin to have problems. Mm -hmm. that's it, definitely you know that's 100 percent. you know um that that's uh it's really nice to hear because sometimes you might sometimes i might know this stuff mm -hmm. and as humans we know like yeah, she's doing this or whatever but when you hear from somebody else yeah. it, it rings differently yeah i watched um i, I saw a video earlier today and uh, it was these two guys. It was a, it was an older brother and then a younger brother. I think it was the older brother was maybe like thirty, and the uh, the younger brother was ten years younger or something like that. They were talking to you, you know Gary V. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so I don't really follow him too much, but he does have some some pretty quality things that he says. And one of the things he said, the the older brother said, "How do I get my brother to listen to me?" Mm -hmm. He's like, "I I I, I just want to like I want to give my brother all the knowledge that I know." because I'm older and because I've been through it 
and I just feel like he just doesn't give a shit, and he's all he cares about is this and this. And Gary Vee was like, "Dude, you you might as well just stop because he's you're. It's not going to work out that way. Right. You guys are separate people. You grew up completely different. You grew up in, in a time where where um you know where you know having a cell phone on you all the time wasn't a th- like it wasn't a thing. Times were just different. You have to accept that." Your younger brother is growing up in a different time, and he's only acting the way that he's acting because of he's because of the time that he's in. Right. Because you should you should redirect your thinking from thinking that he should be like you and do what you do, and instead just be a loving brother and support him. And it's so right. Yeah. You know that's one of the things that got me into um, a little trouble in, in in my relationship now was thinking that there was a certain standard of um how things should be and coming to realize that there's no blueprint there's no typical like everything is what we want it to be you know and 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 coming to that agreement between the both of us and that being typical to us and the other part of that equation is allowing her space to be herself everybody wants this everybody wants this is to feel comfortable to be themselves and to be accepted and loved as who they are from their significant other and not and not judged and not judged no matter what right so why are we so quick to judge our significant other why are we so quick to do the things that we would never do to ourselves you know, and it's this type of thinking that we need to adopt is, you know, for example, I'll just give, you know, us is like, when I look at her, I, I understand, I understand how she is. And I don't try to change her. I try um, to accept her and to love her and to make her feel loved and comfortable enough that she wants to listen to me. That she wants to hear my opinion. That she wants to, you know, that she, like, not intrusively, you know. It's like there's a there's a difference between being like, hey, you know, you know you should be eating kale every day. You know, then, hey, babe, eat whatever you want to eat. You know, whatever whatever you want, I'll make for you. I got, I got you. Whatever it is that you need, I got you. And then, you know, giving that information over the course of like, oh, oh you want that? Okay, great. You know, we'll get you that. Um, I made this for me because this is what I want for me. And this is what I this is what I like for me. And this is the reason why that I'm eating kale every day, for example. Right. Oh, that's great. <coughs> no, I love the fact that you love Snickers every day. Eat your Snickers, baby. I'll get you some Snickers if that's what you want. You know, and just not it, this is a terrible example, but just the, the, the fact of like being supportive and giving the person the comfort to be who they are. Because nine times out of ten, when you do that and you create that sa- that safe, loving environment, they become receptive. And people know shit that they're doing that's wrong. right? Like, let's just say the Snickers example. Like, she knows not supposed to be fucking eating no Snickers every day. It's not a, that this is true. This isn't true. No, it's a good example, though. You know? It's a, it's a good example. So not that she would she, – she wouldn't feel like – This isn't good for me. 
I really should make a change. Like at some point in time, you're saying that she would, that that would, yeah. All right, let's think about it a little bit different, right? If you were, when you were a child, right, and you were growing up, and your parents uh, were raising you, there were certain things that were probably like off limits or taboo to you that like, as soon as you became of age, you explored, mm -hmm. right? And we'll <coughs> take that sentiment. You didn't feel like you were in an environment that allowed you to experience those things. So you repress those things. But imagine if you w had that environment where anything you wanted to do, you could try. Mm -hmm. Anywhere you wanted to go, any type of food, anything, whatever it is, you had access to it. And no matter the outcome, you were loved and supported and safe. Wouldn't that change the way that you do things? Absolutely. My, my, my parents, the way that they raised me, at least, um, we've, we were, they've had a, a very open relationship with, as far as like, I could come to them about anything. Mm. I could talk to them about anything and never, ever feel judged. I remember the, f the first time I told my, my dad, um, I think I was 17 years old, I remember telling him, I came home from a family vacation, I told him, Dad, I tried weed for the first time. And I, I knew that I could tell my dad and that he wouldn't flip out on me and you're grounded or any of that type right. of stuff. Right. And I think, to your point, had my dad been, or had my parents been, closed-minded or or just like very overbearing and yeah i would have this the first chance that i got to to be away from home and out of that environment i would have i, I would have been a loose cannon what was the reaction that he had to you um was he like how was it exactly how did okay. it make you feel right yeah so now change that scenario to him being like How does that make you feel now, Mike? It's it's the worst thing someone. It's the worst thing that anybody, especially your parents, at a young age, could say to you. Right. I'm not mad. Disappointed. Right. Wow. Or even if they're mad, whatever the case may be, it's an uncomfortable feeling, and it doesn't make you feel like what you were curious about in the world, you were justified in exploring. Makes me feel. It w it would have made me feel, as though I was wrong for at least trying to learn, mm. right? Because you have to experience right. things and, and have pitfalls and negative things happen to know. Just as simple as like, hey, don't touch the fucking stove. Right. Because it hurts when you do that. Right. But, you know, just to segue back to relationships. Segue. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that's – I think <coughs> that's where a lot of people um, – kind of miss the the boat so to speak with relationships and i can speak from experience is like women women want to feel safe with you and safe means like when you're walking down the street that nobody's gonna f be able to fuck with you guys safe also means safe to talk about things that might be challenging um safe also means like a non-judgment you know and safe means that you're not going to hurt them uh, right. you know, emotionally 
women want to feel loved and adored. They want to feel like the baddest bitch can walk down the block and it don't matter because you only see your woman. Right. They want to feel like that. Um, and that's part of the security as well. Mm-hmm. You know, being, you know, not feeling any insecurity. Um, they want to feel like, you know, you're honest with them and genuine with them. Like, I- these are all things that are just going to create the environment with a woman that is going to allow her to flourish. And our job as men is to is to create that and to give her all the tools she can to create a beautiful life for us. Because that's really what the woman's job is, is to create a beautiful life. When there's a home, the woman is to make the home. Mm-hmm. When there is a child, there's a woman is to, to raise the child and to be there and, and to help the child. Um, you know, and, and, and to and to help the man and to inspire the man and to, you know, these are all things that a woman is supposed to do and the man is supposed to protect the woman, um, you know, and to provide for the woman. And, and these are just not even, you know, traditional like gender roles. These are like energetic roles, not necessarily physical roles. Right. Um, but to provide security, to provide love, to provide stability, um, you know, to protect um, the energy to protect the sanctity of the union. Um, so if you, as a man, if you're doing this for a woman, um, you've done all that you need to do. You, you've, you've provided everything that you need to, to create a harmonious mm-hmm. relationship. If the woman doesn't respond, she's not your woman. Right. And it, vice versa. If as a woman, you've created a, a lovely home and experience for the man and ex- inspiring and supporting and loving and all the things that, that people want um, and he doesn't respond that's not your man and you should just give it up right and let it go where it goes mm-hmm. you know um, yeah but wh- how do we even get to this um, I know I, I know you were talking about The last thing I, I really Motiv- remember. Motivations and stuff like that. <coughs> Is that where you're coming from? Like, because you wanted to, you said you wanted to change some things about your life and that you felt like it would be tough. Tough. If you were giving an example of you and um, Allison. Okay. Um, how you you were explaining that one of the, something, one of the things that you struggle with or, or at least one of the things that you had come to a realization with um with her right yeah it was just you know the mind that's where it comes down to is the, the mind. mind you know and and the mind can either be the tool right where you can calculate and oh i could do xyz i can reference i can you know pull pieces of my knowledge or it can be you know just a ricochet of thoughts going on inside of your brain that you didn't put there um and something else is put there, mm-hmm. you know, your subconscious mind. Yeah, you know, but I, I think um, you know I'm, I'm developing that program to to really explore that and to get people to understand the fact of if you're not consciously engaged in thought, there's only two other uh, you know possibilities. One is that you have some garbage on the way in some just some stories that your mind is making up 
oh, I'm scared of this. I'm anxious of this. Why did I do that? I'm guilty about this. I regret that. All things that are just garbage in your mind. You don't need any of that shit. Or you could be in a state of no mind, which is absolute just beautiful autonomy. And you're just like when you're playing a sport or something, you're in a state of no mind. You're not thinking too much about what you're doing. You're reacting you're just doing. to what's going on. I would love that. You know, and those are the three states that you can potentially be in. Um, you know, one of them is, is a little bit more difficult to cultivate. Um, you know, and one is just consciousness and, and just thinking about it. You know. Yeah. I feel <laughs> Yeah. I I have <laughs> I have things that I need to work on for sure. But it's it's very I uh, the thought of this program that you're they're talking about resonates with me at a very important time because over the last many many months I feel like that's one of one of the things that I I am so conscious of needing to work on is not being judgmental of my significant other like mm. just. She, and she's and she's said this before that she feels like that she's so supportive of me um and 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 so non-judgmental but that I'm very judgmental of her mm. and and I got to say it she's not wrong mm. there's moments where I feel where I I I know I'm doing it but for some reason I can't stop I can't stop just being like like we were talking earlier about the whole the whole baby thing i i know damn well that when she was telling me those things about like what she learned what it said and stuff sorry my phone is just being obnoxious um i know that she wasn't attacking me she wasn't she wasn't trying to attack me right. or any of that stuff she was just saying this is what i learned it could this is a possibility of why we may be having this struggle right. of having a kid right and it triggered my brain to be like, oh, you're coming after me. Mm. Like, oh, this is my fault, you know? I hate that about myself because I have, I have like, the perfect partner. Like, Val is legitimately the perfect person for me. I've dated many, many girls. And there's just from – the, from the moment that I met her, I knew it was different. Mm -hmm. Why the frick am I – why am I sabotaging things? Why do I feel like I need to like, you know, it's not all the time, but there's, there's moments that I'm like, like, you know, why am I doing this? Your, your job in a relation, in a committed relationship, in your marriage, um, is regardless of how you feel is to give unconditional love. Yes. So <clears throat> anytime that you get into these modes, remember that. It doesn't matter how you feel. What you should be giving your woman is love and support and understanding at all times. And know that when she is asking something of you or when she's getting self-conscious or whatever the case may be, upset, know that she's really asking for you to step up to the plate and to give what you promised to give. That's it. 
whenever she's nagging you, whenever she makes a comment or whatever the case may be, she's testing your manhood to see if you are a man Mm -hmm. or if you are something less than. Are you going to give her the unconditional love that you promised her? Or are you going to be in your feelings Mm -hmm. and because of that, not give what you promised? I've definitely been not living up to my promise. Yeah. For sure. And um, you have the ability to change that from moment to moment. Don't think about the past. Again, that's the mind. Don't think about the future. Mm-hmm. It's the mind. In the moment, just remember, like, wow, this is my person. This is who I've waited for. I'm going to treat this person like it's the person that I've waited for because it is. And regardless if I feel attacked, even when you feel attacked, you know that has nothing to do with her. What she's saying has to do with you. And so it's really you attacking you. It's like selfish of me to to like. It's a defense mechanism. Make it about myself. Well, it's a defense mechanism, man. <clears throat> it, it is. It really, it really is. It's because you, you don't want to feel any kind of hurt or pain or rejection or whatever the case may be. And at the end of the day, that's what you do to not feel that is you become maybe upset or frustrated or angry because that feels more in line with what you're used to. And for you to feel like, damn, maybe it is my fault would be hurtful. In so many other circumstances, I'm okay Mm -hmm. with. I mean, literally, like all other circumstances, I'm okay with. Yeah. criticism and, and the idea that I, I I tell people all the time I enjoy being wrong uh-huh. because if I'm if I if I tell you a, a piece of um, if I tell you something and I'm mm-hmm. like oh yeah do you know that this is this way or whatever and you're like actually it's not mm-hmm. let me explain why I rather I rather know that piece of information that like that new inf- mm-hmm. that new information that's correct right as opposed to going around to hundreds of other people saying the wrong shit mm-hmm. and having all those people know that it's wrong but not say anything. Right. So in that aspect, I enjoy being wrong, but there's something, for some reason, there's something different about that in a I want to tell you, I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay. There is a part of you, I don't know what from, that doesn't feel worthy or good enough And so when people attack you or when people say something like that and it feels like an attack is because you feel like they see that. They see that weakness in you. And you need to come to the conclusion, which is the absolute truth, that there is no weakness in you. There is no not being good enough in you you know there's only your attempt and then your next attempt and then Mm -hmm. your next attempt and that's it and what might be good to you might be shitty to somebody else so is it really does it really exist in that way no it doesn't so it's all again stories we make up in our (coughs) mind it's all in the mind you know um but that's that's where that comes from it comes from feeling like 
man, like, there's something about me that I wish I could change because I don't feel like I'm good enough. And this person sees it. How do they see that thing that's hidden so deep inside that only I can see? Mm -hmm. And you feel like, damn, well, if they know who I truly am, they're going to leave. Right. They're not going to accept who I am. Right. That's where that comes from, you know. And the self self acceptance and self love is a big part of that because if you don't have that for yourself, obviously you can't have it for somebody else. The unconditional love, <coughs> right? Um, you can have a version of it, but you can't have what it truly is, you know. So it's what you were saying before with like your journaling and your yoga. Like, dude, that's all self love, and that's something that you know, um, whatever in whatever capacity needs to happen to where you feel confident to who you are and what you're doing and 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 to live in that and of course it goes through ebbs and flows right but um you know when you get into those moments you got to recognize that whatever it is that you're feeling is a projection onto her you know and just always remember your your bargain i'm going to send you this uh this ebook you're gonna like it. Sweet. It's called The Way of the Superior Man. And it talks all about this and, and basically Might be just what I need. <laughs> can it I probably will be. Can I uh is is this um uh now are you gonna do you have do you have the file for it? Or are you saying you're gonna send the name on, of it? I have aud audible, so I wonder if I'll be able to download it to my my uh, Kindle, probably, yeah, cool, yeah, because I have, yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a great book, and it really explains. Um, there's some stuff in there that you it might be, you might be a little resistant to, uh, or that might seem a little bit like tough to to um, accept. Um, I know there was a there were a couple parts in there where I was like, mm, I don't know about that. Um, but maybe it just doesn't resonate with me or maybe it's not something I'm ready to resonate with. Right. Um, but it's really interesting. It's very interesting. And, uh, I think it will definitely shed some insight into how to approach your, your, your relationship that keeps things, um, really good and fresh and loving and supportive. And, you know, I, I can say that Alice and I have come a long way, um, in this and, uh, most of our issues early on were just the fact that we didn't um, take the time to really see one another and to also let down our own guard, you know. But uh, definitely, definitely a, a good book. I'm going to send it your way. I feel refreshed. Good. A little pick-me-up in that cup. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore, but. Well, that's what it says. I didn't read it when I picked it up. <laughs> uh, no, I do. I feel I feel refreshed. I feel like every time we, every time, like, this is therapy for me, hmm. because most most times I spend I spend most of my time in my own head, hmm. um, and always, you know, reflecting on on myself and where I can be and where where things can improve. It's like. And one of the biggest things is, is my relationship. I know, 
Like the way I view it is my wife is perfect and I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot I have a lot to work on. Okay. Um and she is just accepting she's accepting of who I am, my up, my ups and my downs. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm more judgmental. But just this conversation alone um I feel I feel like I have a a different a little bit different perspective that I think um or that I know I'm very excited to work on. Mm. I want nothing more than to to like I don't see any other future. Mm-hmm. Any any different other than just me being a better person and being a better partner to her. So just what I'll say is be mindful of that too of that thought process of like she's perfect I'm not. Um that creates subconscious uh division within yourself. And it creates that idea of not being where you want to be, not being good enough, whatever. Like, um, might be better to just throw all that kind of verbiage out when referring to yourself and just say, listen, you know, these are the things I want to do because that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. That's it. I want to, like, this is exciting to me. Like, I want to, I want to, you know, journal because it's exciting to me. That's what I, what I want to do. Not because I want to be a better person because. I want to journal because yeah. I want to. Right. Uh, I'm already a fucking great person, and I'm just going to expand on whatever the fuck that I do. You know? That's a good way to look at it. You know, and, and with her, she's you're, you guys are in the exact same boat. You have different degrees of things that you're quote-unquote good at or not good at, at different aspects. Like, uh, if look, what if you try to do nails and she tried to do hair? You guys would fucking, you guys would suck, you know? And it's just, that's one thing and another. You might be really good at, you know, being empathetic and she might not or vice versa. Or, you know, she might be slower to change habits, you know? Yeah. But you guys are on the same playing field, you know, on the same level. And that's why you guys are with each other, you know? Forever. Till death do you part. That's right. I will say this, man. Last week, Alice and I went to the jewelry store to get an idea of what rings would look like. Yeah? Yeah. And? I got an idea. Yeah. I got an idea. That's exciting. Yeah. So maybe uh, maybe in a couple, uh, maybe a year or two or something like that. We gotta get this fucking product line up and shit. <laughs> Slowly, you yeah. Know? I'm just trying to figure out how uh, it's all gonna look in the end, life. You know, it's gonna look good though. It's gonna be a lot of. I work. know that. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be in our uh, our new uh, what do they call it? Venus communities. Yeah, Project Venus. Yeah. Project Venus. That's what I see in the future. Yeah, you know. Everyone wearing white suits. That's it. White zip, white uh, jumpsuits. White fucking kimonos. Right beautiful so i think this is are we done are we gonna wrap up i think i think i feel like we should wrap up okay let's do this and i really gotta pee <laughs> let's let's do this let's <laughs> let's end off um let's end off on our final thoughts okay in general just for whatever for yeah whatever we want to say okay You want to go first? Or I'll 
Uh, can you go first? All right. If you got something in mind. All right. I, I don't, but I'm going to wing it. Um, my final thoughts are as follows. Um, let's, let's break away from holiday traditions. Let's even stop with the fucking Christmas presents the way that we do, please. Let's stop being shits during this time of the year. Like, let's be more patient, more space for people, leave more on the shelves for people. Like, let's just stop the madness. You know, it's crazy this time of year. Um, that's one. Two, aliens and ghosts exist. I mean, it, it, they have to. No doubt about they it. They have to. I've experienced them, so <laughs> they have to exist on some level. Um, and uh, you're not going to convince me otherwise unless, I don't know, unless you, you're God. Fair enough. Um, third, uh, I really can't wait to start um, – formulating these this curriculum for the couples um because i do notice that alice and i we really have a really good effect on people like i was telling you before um the first time we met we uh this woman woman cried um she cried to me and then she cried to allison because she was feeling so much joy around us um and it was the first time we had ever met that weekend and so it was very interesting to experience um, we've had people c- come up to us and, and tell us they've been inspired by us just from us just walking around and hanging out. And, um, our love is, is really, um, I've never experienced anything like it. And I really hope to bring that to couples to deepen their relationships and to get them to start thinking differently and, and behaving differently and, um, creating more love and unity in this world. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, my fourth and final, final thought <coughs> is, uh, man, you know, it's just, I enjoy this. I enjoy these, these pod, the potty. <laughs> I enjoy the potties. <laughs> the potties. And, I like um, it. And it's cool, man. It's cool to get to, uh, to chat and to kind of share opinions and, and, um, be in a cool space and cool energy and you know we, we, we definitely have to um, keep this evolution of the friendship going and, and, and see where we where we get to. I agree. I agree. It's very interesting because um, first off I like your 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 final thoughts are spot on. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say <laughs> I wanted to say that but um Check mark. Um, oh God, I hate how thoughts sometimes just go right out of your brain. Um, I've learned, I've learned over over the last many many few years that uh, friendships cannot be created. Mm. You cannot just because you want. A certain friendship with somebody to be you can't create it mm. and the way that I've been living the last couple of years um, I don't I don't go out of my way to find friends mm. to meet new people to put into my circle it just happens right. everybody who's in my circle right now it's happened by accident 
and um, that's that's just how I feel with with this. When people ask me, "Oh, how do you know the you know?" When I talk about the podcast, aka the potty, people say, "Oh, um, how did you guys you know? How do you guys know each other?" Yeah. Stuff. I'm like, "You'll never guess, man." I <laughs> I was like, he was he was one of the first. I think you were the first client here here yeah at this new spot yeah and it just it just happened it just transpired naturally and I, I never even considered i mean all i knew is we had a great conversation mm. but i never even thought of like oh this would be cool to have a show with like mm. i wasn't trying to have another podcast i have another podcast that i was doing and never even considered this so um th- I, I guess i'm gonna leave that as my first first thought okay. final thought right, i like that um, it's just beautiful to let things just happen like that. Mm. Uh, my second thought is, um, be open-minded. I, I, I enjoy, there was a, there was a period of time where my, I wasn't open-minded and I remember clear as day, the moment that I just kind of open my brain up to learning. I love learning about about new things and 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 hearing different perspectives from different from from people on different things such as, you know, the holiday thing was mm. it's something that it's something that I've thought about before but I've never really like emphasized <laughs> like yeah, why why do we do these like traditions are they are wonderful, but why are we do they have to be the same ones that we've been doing? Just because we've been doing them, does that mean they're right? Does that mean they're the, the best version of it? No, not at all. Mm-mm. So that it's made me realize, I, I've I've realized it today on this on this po- this specific podcast. Instead of sitting there and and complaining about, well, why do we got to do this? Why is mm. this, this tradition, or why don't why why doesn't my family have all these other traditions? Mm. Maybe it's a sign for me to start the traditions. Who's why 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 does somebody else have to start them? Right. You know, That's I used to want to, l- we used to want to grow up. I'm like, why didn't I grow up into a family business or, you know, it'd be cool to grow up on a family farm. Who's to say that I can't be or create that version, my own version of that, that my kids grow up into. Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah. I've had a lot of realizations on this podcast, mm. but, um, Third and final thought. I'm not gonna do four because I don't think I can. <laughs> I don't think I can get to it. It's like two is hard enough. Yeah, two is hard enough. Shit. Uh, um. I've learned that. Uh, I guess we don't have to talk about learn <laughs> learning points. I don't know. I don't know. It's good to self reflect. Yeah. It's good to be honest with yourself. Yeah. And. I'm just happy that I at least have that about me that I that I do self reflect and I'm very conscious of the things that I need to work on because I'd rather have that and know that I need to work on them than be oblivious and have other people be like, Man, how can he he doesn't he has no idea? Mm. Like he has no fucking idea that he has to work on this, that he's going through life this way and you know, whatever. Or or my wife thinking the same way, like I tell her, I'm very conscious of the things that I do and how I act and I know I need to fix them. Mm-hmm. And I'm at least I think that's a step in the right direction. Absolutely. And I want to I want to walk away from this specific podcast and and uh 
continue to work on what I need to work on yeah. as a person. I like that. And I think it's really important to know the motivation behind it, the why, rather than what. Sometimes, you know? Yeah. Because you know what it is rather than why you're truly doing it. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Oh, fourth and final thought. What are your <laughs> What are your rates? <laughs> what do you charge for therapy? Cuz this was a great session. Uh, man, you know what? I'm going to have to get back to you. I'm going to have to get back to you. Uh, but when <laughs> we when we do start is going to be um couples. It's going to be only we we see the couple as the unit, not individually. <coughs> um, so we're going to be uh, very mindful that any communication is going to be with everybody involved. Um, so it's not going to be like when we start you know, seeing couples, it's not going to be like, I'm going to be one-on-one -on -one with the guy. Like, that's not going to happen. Right. Because um, that's not – It only might happen during, like, the initial interview where we, we see if we're going to take on the client. Right. Um, but we want everybody to be privy on, on everything. We want it to be an open and, and, and safe environment for everybody to, to express what they want to express. Um, but I'm not sure yet, man. I, it's really got to be, um, formulated. So we're going to actually work on that a little bit tomorrow. I love it. Yeah. If you need a test subject or if you <laughs> <laughs> might, <laughs> we might <laughs> test couple. Yeah. I know we Val might. would be, s would, would, would be, uh, would be interested. All She's right. a very open book, over open mind. I'll, I'll, uh, Run it by Alex and see what she thinks, and yeah. see what we can uh, we can talk about. Yeah. No pressure. Either way, <laughs> either way, we we, uh, we 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 definitely got to get together. Yeah, uh, yeah, we got to outside some, of like, this some like dinner or something. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. Maybe we can like cook. Yeah, cook something. Yeah, that'd be cool. No pressure. <laughs> I mean, we we like to cook, so especially crack. I love cooking crack. We just little. A little stir, whipping it up. Some ice. All right, I gotta how piss. Do I, how do I know how to do this? Um, really bad. I pee myself. <laughs> and wait, cut. is it over here? It, it. I think it's in the same spot. Let me move this dangly mic. Dangly. Lieutenant Dangle. Can I do it? Do it. All right. And cut. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Still rolling, damn it. <laughs> it's broken. <laughs>